Attention, people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Wait, stop! I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. Live on all the Internet's webs and tubes, it's Mike Check Radio with Adam Ebert. Live on any weekly radio, stream worldwide, and podcasting who the hell knows where... This is Mike Chuck Radio with Adam here for Saturday, uh, December 29th, ninth, twenty eighteen. Last show of the year. We're we're sending we're sending off the crappy old year and welcoming the crappy new year. Anyway, uh, join me as always out of the city of Port St. Lucie, Florida. The rogue DM dungeon master, mother of cats. Michelle Gunn, have you solved that the is... mystery of the lights? No, they were stolen. Well, I know that. <laughs> I don't have any evidence to go on. Oh, uh, the only evidence I have is some douche that would steal Christmas uh, uh, holiday lights. That's it. Are you accusing me? No, <laughs> you're, you're not a douche. <laughs> I, I, I would you argue may, that you, I, you, am, you, I am. I am. You, you but... may... You you may steal holiday lights, but you're not a douche. So. We know that if you, you had come down here, you wouldn't have bothered with the lights. You'd have rocked right up to the door and asked for cookies or candy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would argue that I am a douche, but that I have an airtight al- alibi. <laughs> uh, okay. You want to call point. yourself a douche? That's good. I usually save that for, for people who deserve it. So. And also and- out of port. I'm sorry. And Loki, and Loki is choosing a very bad time to want to play fetch. So. <laughs> you know, Loki would get along so well with Oak. Did I say Loki? Yeah, Loki would get along well with our with with Oakley, the surface dog my sister is raising, I think. Yeah, he's not too keen on dogs yet, but he's working on it. He stood up to Carrie. Yes, yes he did. He's learning. So uh, anyway, also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master, Miles Lagan. Yes, all caffeined up and ready to go. I thought we discussed this, Lagan. I didn't take a caffeine. I know, I know. It's Pushing point, your button. It's shtick. It's shtick at this point. Although one day I will take it again. I just don't, you know, depends on how I feel. But not today. Today I'm Today is not that day! Today I'm hyped up on the natural high of uh, a year coming to an end, and uh, by this time next week, <laughs> we're going to have a Democratic House. 
<laughs> yes. Exciting stuff. Oh, yes. Trump is going to be even more miserable than he is right now. Oh. What did I want to discuss first today? I think, yeah, it had to do with a shutdown. Did you have something to bring up? Or may I continue? Uh, I mean, it, it's day six. Uh, is it day six? No, it's day, isn't it like day eight of the shutdown? Uh, it started last Friday or Thursday night or Friday night. Yeah. Uh, something like that. So, yeah, eight. Eight. Let's go with eight. And if eight. we're wrong, yeah, whatever. Eight shutdown we'll, we'll, days. Uh, uh, uh. uh. Yeah. <laughs> so, moving forward, let's put it, let's drop the crystal ball onto the table and peer into it, shall we? Whoa, 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 whoa. I spent a lot of money on that crystal ball. You will put it gently on the table. Uh, gently. Yes, that's what I meant by drop. So, here we have a situation where uh, Trump, who first said, oh, I'll take all the credit for the shutdown, is now blaming the Democrats for the shutdown. And the Republicans are, you know, still scared shitless of the uh, the base uh, that is so dedicated to Trump that they won't stand up to him. Now, with that in mind, so we have, it, I, I'm looking at this and I see two possibilities. One possibility is, well, I don't think Trump will cave. I don't think that Trump will cave. No, he doesn't but, want to be seen as a loser. Exactly. So, what I think might happen is, one possibility is the Republican uh, GOP uh, members of the House and uh, Senate will start to feel the pressure to the point where they, you know, the more, the, the ones that are in, you know, 2020 uh, territory and might be vulnerable, they, st more vulnerable than they already were, you know, had narrow wins, will start to peel off and go, oh, I can't back this. And uh, they will start to back a general uh, continuing resolution or whatever it's called, a CR bill, until it gets to the point where, it would be a veto-proof majority because Trump obviously will veto it because he doesn't want to be seen as a loser. Now, that brings up possibility two. So possibility two is that Trump will agree to a bill that has um, the uh, wall funding in it because he doesn't want to be overridden on a veto. And the, that the one, the bill with the wall funding in it is the one where the Democrats agreed to, we'll give you this if you give us DACA. But Trump doesn't want to negotiate. But if it's a choice between being overridden on a veto and uh, DACA with a with a small little win for him, I think he'll choose. I think he'll choose the small win. So we very well may have a funded wall. It's very possible we could get a. So funded you're saying wall. we need a Monty Hall this situation. Monty Hollett? Oh, you mean put up more Democratic demands? No, I'm saying door number one or door number two. Hmm. I don't know how it's going to turn out. I, I don't know, but I do, you know, it's, it's, if, if Trump holds, which I expect him to, it's either going to be, bec the, 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 the government will be funded either because um, Republicans cave enough of them, just shave off enough of them to the point where they override his veto, or 
the uh, that as we approach that number and Trump sees the very real possibility of him looking like a loser anyway, he looks like a winner, but he gives a little the Democrats a little something, something, something the Democrats have wanted for a long time. The DACA bill is important to them and rightly so. Uh, you know, these are children that are all in, for all intents and purposes, American citizens. They just don't have the paperwork. They're, you know, they're they're already taxpayers. There are people in this country that are, have jobs and what have you, but they're just not legitimate citizens. And uh, I'm for the DACA bill, by the way. Not that it, you know, just because you're a kid and you're dragged here, you know, by your parents and you don't know any different. They don't know, you know, the, the these dreamers. They don't know any other country is their home. Hell, they may not even speak any other language, and they could get shipped off to some place, you know, off of Mid Central America, South America, or wherever they came from, and. <laughs> wow, and, and I will say that even if the even if Trump manages to get some funding for his wall, as soon as there's a Democrat in the White House in 2021, the wall's coming down anyway. So I mean, it, it's a uh, what's what's the term for vict you know a victory that you're actually losing at? Pyrrhic. Thank you. That sort of victory. I don't see. I don't see money being dedicated to tearing down a wall because there's already wall up. And I I'll do it getting... for free. I will do. We will. All three. <laughs> okay. I will volunteer. I, I wasn't saying this to make you angry. I'm no, I'm not mad. I'm saying. I'm saying that I will volunteer the Mike Check Radio crew <laughs> <laughs> to go. All, all we'll need is lodging. You know, a per diem for lodging and food. That's all we're going to ask for, and we will personally knock that fucking wall down. Okay, I I get it. I'm just well. All right, Michelle so, can, uh, uh, Michelle can watch. Uh, we'll do, uh, we'll do all the hard work. She wouldn't be within 15 miles of me if I agreed to do that, because you know she'd be yelling at me all the way about you know because it would be vandalizing government property. Which not if want. we're being paid. Not if the government says we can do it. Oh, that. Okay. All right. So. My analysis of the two possibilities. Do you see a third, or do you agree with one or the other, or do you think what? What do you think? I, I still think. I mean, like I said, even if he finag, you know, they're not. He's look the wall. He's not getting his money for the wall at this point. He's not. He's basically pissing away the 2020 election. I'm I'm okay with that because guess what? So, Most of America is looking at this shutdown, saying it's on him. So you inevitably see option one, where so enough GOP uh, turn on him to get a veto-proof majority. I think option C could be the GOP doesn't peel away and the government stays shut down definitely. Whoa, really? I don't see that at all. Uh, in, you, in, have, in you have definitely. You have a part of the Republican Party for whom any sort of comp any sort of compromise is not acceptable because they will be voted out. I totally agree that there are GOP politicians that will not cave. I'm just talking about the ones that will. Now, I will say this. I think the Senate would be no problem. I think there are enough people in the Senate who knows which side of the bread is buttered. The Senate already that, did a, a unanimous voice vote. That's, that's what I'm saying. I, I think that I think that you know a a, a you know a, a compromise you know a, a a bill would go through the Senate no problem. The House, like I said, because the House has just become so fucking extreme to where thanks I'm to honestly gerrymandering. Yeah. thanks to gerrymandering because they don't have to fear the will of the voters, and I'm honestly surprised that they haven't resorted to cannibalism yet. 
Well, they they you would you, you could say they they don't fear the voters, but uh, guess what? We just won 40, <laughs> 40 seats, and that was about the maximum <laughs> we're going to be able to win because of gerrymandering. Until we have a Supreme Court that is willing to say gerrymandering is unconstitutional, which is not going to happen until we flip the Roberts Court, and there's only one way we're going to be able to do that, and that way is very unpopular. It's not going to happen. I- I will agree with you that it will be difficult. Where I will disagree with you is if this economy continues to go, the, uh, yeah, no, you're not going to see the gerrymandering save them more seats. This, it will help them. The pressure is always there to help them. But no, no, you're after W, the, the economic crash on W, it was a, it was a flipping. (laughs) Okay. We had W. And it went to complete poop, and thanks to W's complete ineptitude, we we got the first African American president in the history of this country. That's how bad things went. All you you think the racists just no, they saw that and they went whoa what? But they it just, took eight years of those policies for that to happen. No, it took two years of an economic crash from two thousand seven to two thousand eight. We reelected. It didn't take eight. It, it, it they reelected W in two thousand four. The one time I think he actually got the um, popular vote. He didn't get the popular vote in two thousand. Gore won that. Oh well, yeah, I agree with so, that. Okay. Anyway, so so you you think it's an indefinite shutdown? All right, I'm. I'm gonna disagree. I think the K. I think the Republicans will cave. Enough of them. I will. think. I think there are enough Republicans in the House who think that any government is evil, and therefore they have no problem burning the place down to stop it, to to stop a compromise from getting through the House. I just you know I have no confidence whatsoever. Um, I really wish I could wager you uh, any future cookies that Michelle might bake for you, but I'm on a diet right now, so I, I really can't win those. That would be uh, that'd be bad for me. All right, how about this? You wager me the cookies, and if you win, I still get to eat them. <laughs> See, Michelle, well, I'm a helper. Pre- I'm a helper. We're, we're presuming Michelle's baking, and she, Michelle is not in the mood. And you know, I know, I, I know, I'm not. That's fine. I am not being serious. I'm saying I am not pressuring. I am. I am being serious about helping with your diet by eating any cookies that you might otherwise eat. You're a hero. You're just. Yeah, a hero. I, I am. I, I, a, I am an American yes. hero. <laughs> I'm like G.I. Joe, I'm a real American hero. That's right, baby. The knowledge, knowing is half the battle, and you know eating cookies will save me. (laughs) Don't worry, Miles, I'll save you! (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Oh, man. Week four of this fucking cough. Oh wow! It's been, have you been taking any vitamin C or zinc or stuff that uh, helps with that? Nothing's helping the cough. Other than that, I feel fine. Okay. But, uh, okay. So, seventeen investigations I think are still going on. Shall we? Shall we slump over to that? Well, oh. I'm gonna, I I also need to point out that. Uh, any deaths that occur on this program are strictly the fault of Republicans. You know, yeah. par- 
Well, did you not see his tweet today? No. Oh, my God. He's saying basically those two children that died in his custody. Because at this point, if you're in the custody of the federal government, you are in Trump's custody, basically, because he runs the whole thing. Effectively, he says yeah. He says it's the fall of the Democrats. <laughs> well, of course, you know that that sign, the uh, the buck stops here, that was typically on the president's desk. Yeah, yeah now it's the fu- into the now it's the fuck stop stops here. Yeah, the, the, that got tossed into a shredder day one. <laughs> he won't take he won't take credit or of, not credit. Of course but, not. Know, responsibility not, for Jack. Republicans. Re- responsibility <clears throat> to Republicans is what the cross is to a vampire. Yeah, no. It, responsibility he, so, responsibility is for the little guy, the sucker. Yeah. Anywho, so um, I'm 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 looking for. Oh God, I don't know where to start. There's so many, but uh, what really has me thinking happy thoughts is the investigation into the inauguration committee. Like I said, I think once we get his taxes, that's going to be the the cipher. That we need to understand well, this, to unravel this whole Gordian knot. The the inauguration committee is not about Trump. It's about the person that was at the center of it. Who is related it's, to Trump? I mean, you can't divorce yes, Trump from the Trump yes. inauguration committee. No, I get that. I'm talking about his taxes aren't the issue. The issue is the person that made the deals and jacked up the prices to benefit the Trump family. I get that Trump's, you know peripherally involved but he wasn't the one that 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 signed the paperwork and made the decisions or made the calls and when she gets indicted oh you want to see trump lose his shit can you imagine ivanka trump having a um what's what's it called the picture that they take of you mugshot Uh, mugshot You see Daddy Donnie seeing all, a mugshot. All I can say girl. is, if it comes to arresting Ivanka, I, I will not cry if the police have to use the billy clubs. No, I'm not, I, 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 I don't want to give them any reason to legitimately claim victimhood. I want Accidents happen all the time. Just today, I, I, just today, Oakley accidentally stepped on both of my feet and got me in the knee with his head. Very painful. It's, it's, it was very okay? painful. <laughs> I am sure it is. <laughs> Accidents happen. She right. just happened. So, you know, right. she she was very clumsy and she tripped and fell on a policeman's billy club over and over and over again. There we go. Boom. So then we have the charity things. Uh, see, I don't know which investigations. I, I've heard the number 17, but I don't know. What districts are covering which investigations? I know Mueller's handling some of these investigations. I know the Southern District of New York is handling some of these. I know the state of New York itself. I think that's the one doing the foundation, the Trump charity one. Uh, So I don't know who's doing the inauguration investigation. But uh, uh, when I, the, the giddiness I felt. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, a mugshot in an orange outfit. Absolutely, Heather. So when I saw the news that Cohen's offices got raided last oh this year, still this year, earlier this year, I that was my moment of giddiness. That was my moment of tipping. Or I went from oh when is this going to start to get really good? When is this going to start? That was my moment where I felt happy. 
I felt the real like there it is. That's the that's the moment when it really and you know when you saw Trump saying it's an American, he broke they broke into an office of a lawyer anyway. But so ever since then, so, you know, I've had some down moments, but I've been feeling so positive, so positive. It's it's coming. I I mean, uh, everything I've heard is saying like two months. Mueller will be wrapped this up in two months. Have you heard anything different? Uh, no, I haven't. So February, and that's why I think it might have been that Mattis picked February. Oh no, no, there was another reason he picked February. It's his resignation date, which Trump up to through the end of this year, which is this weekend. But I think I thought originally Mattis was putting it in February because that's when um, uh, Mueller might really kick it in the you know, and then and then at that point Mattis might just be oh I'll just hang on a little longer because the White House is in such disarray. But uh, there was actually a meeting of NATO or some such thing, a bunch of nations that he was going to go to and reassure our allies that things aren't as bad as they seem or that he's he's got things a little I don't know whatever. But uh, that's not happening. <laughs> how many how many uh, cabinet positions is Trump missing? By missing, I mean having an acting person or no one at all. It must be like three or four by now. Kaczynski is gone. Sessions now has an acting person. Uh, Kelly, he's gone. And now Mattis. Uh, <laughs> oh. It, 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 and, and what really makes this situation even more stand out as a real, like, there's a problem and they can see it is that they can't hire anybody. No one is offering to take the jobs. They, the people that they think like, Hey, you want this job? And they go, Nope. <laughs> they turn them down. Um, I, I don't remember the uh, radio show I was listening to, but it, they had someone from the Obama administration and they were talking about the, how the difficulty Trump was having in hiring people. And, and he said in the Obama administration, normally when you uh, hire in the White House, uh, people come running because it's like that's a great thing to have on your resume. And he said, I think they said they got 300,000 resumes. I'm not kidding. I think that's the number he said. And the, and the, radio, and the show host that he was talking to was like, oof, you know, had a, like a, a solid laugh. Because right now they had to do a job fair <laughs> in the White House to fill in slots. The people that aren't there anymore. Oh, the joy. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just rambling and talking. Do you have something to add? No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I just, you know, I, I'm just ready. I'm ready for the shoe to drop. I'm ready for this fucker to be forced out of office. It's obvious to me that there is no way this country can make it to, to January 20th, 2021. He has to go. Um, I think he will go. I think the pressure. I, at, at first, I was sort of like, "Eh." You uh, you no did not agree with me when I said that. You did not. When I told you, I think that if we make him miserable enough and f give him a way to to claim yeah. victory, he'll leave. Yeah. You you said okay. that you didn't. Agree. That's fair, but but I I disagree based on the Senate would not convict. The House will. Absolutely impeach. It can impeach, and and by the, all means, it with the evidence that's going to be coming out, I think they will. Uh, it, I, I don't see how they can't. You know, in the Judiciary Committee where impeachment proceedings start, I can see 
um, you know, enough votes going to go, yep, we're pushing this forward. And But the Senate, I don't know if enough will convict. Um, if the evidence is damning enough, it's possible. It's possible. But um, I've said this, you, you, they might get rid of Trump or all the evidence against Trump and his family and little girl. And Trump might say, you know what? I'll resign. Just don't prosecute my little girl and little boy. That's... Mm. And then as soon as know. he as soon as his resignation is official, we prosecute his children. We pull a Trump. Oh. <laughs> well, that's that's a possibility. Um where was I going? I was talking about the uh impeachment in the ha- uh, uh, conviction in the Senate, I think. Oh, right. The um even if Trump goes, whether it's by resignation because he's trying to save his family from being indicted, or, um, yeah, it, it would have to be by resignation. He's Trump's not going to. Oh, 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 or there is just a sliver of enough uh, Republicans to convict in the Senate because you know there's 20 of them or 21 of them up for election in 2020. <laughs> it's a reversal of what happened in the midterms where we lost two seat net two seats. Um, it's it's a complete reversal. The, it is now the the Republicans that will have a huge amount to defend, and the Democrats yeah, only have twenty like twenty is going to be a Republican bloodbath. Oh, it's going to be bad. Now, they might convict Trump, but where I think the Senate will take a stand is they will not convict uh, Pence because that means President Pelosi. And, and Pence, they might be able to wiggle and just go, well, there's just not enough evidence for me to convict. They'll just walk that line. You know, just the way they'll, they'll keep, they'll run out the clock like they did with Merrick Garland, and they will not let there be a, a, a President Pelosi. Uh, as much as I'd like that to happen, <laughs> compared to what we have now. But, uh, you know, um, yeah, I, that's how I see it. So uh, I, I'm I'm leaning more towards you know eh, Trump may not last his, out his first term, you know it may it may get that rough for him. Like so I said, I see. think I'm still like I said it, it, the key is going to be making him miserable, and then offering him you know and don't offer it to him just like remember how you know W thought it was a good idea to only surround Bin Laden on three sides in Tora Bora. <laughs> Democrats oh, should do that. God. Like, make it think it's his idea. Make it, you know, let him be yeah. the one. To, you know, don't offer it to him. Just like, make it look like, ha, those foolish Democrats. Ha 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 ha. I'll take this exit. And then it turns out that, uh, you know, because Republicans, as we all know, have no Admiral Akbar sense, he doesn't yeah. realize, you know, he, 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 and why. So, oh, there you go. Oh, it's yeah, a trap. There you go. <laughs> it's a trap. So yeah, I, I I'm just looking for I, I I'm I'm giddy. I, I hi giddy. Uh, you think Trump was miserable before? I mean, yeah, I, you you you're saying you want to make Trump miserable, and I agree. That is key. Keeping make him miserable Trump miserable again. When he is emotional, he makes stupid decisions. Uh, let me rephrase that: more stupid decisions. Yeah, yeah you got to quantify the, that. Yes. So when I mean he, he was, 
right now his 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 acting attorney uh, general Whitaker is not pulling the trigger. He's not pulling the trigger on Mueller. So, but if Trump gets so, I mean, because when his taxes get pulled and the and the hearings start coming in, and Whitaker Whitaker's uh, uh, um, testimony one is uh, is witness one in one of the House uh, committees. He's the the guy said so. He's like, you're my first one. They're gonna pull him first. I can only imagine they're just gonna be pulling people left and right center. Can only oh god, I ah, I'm giddy. Can you tell? I, I can tell. And I haven't even taken any caffeine. <laughs> I'm on, this is na- a natural high. This is just a, I'm, get, I'm feeling goosebumps. This is so, so good. Oh, look, I know the country's in bad shape. I get it. I can see the economy is going to, but I already knew bad things were going to happen in November of 2016. Yeah, Trump I mean, here's, here's the thing. The, the Electoral College. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, here's the thing is that it's hard for me to have sympathy for people who are going to be hurt by the economy when they're people who voted for this jackass. It's like these, no, I'm, you know, it's like these soybean farmers. Now, China is not buying any more soybeans from the United States. And I told someone, I said, you know what? Fuck them. Let them suffer. Okay. They're the people who voted for this asshole. My point was that the damage is not exclusive to Trump voters only. It's going to be widespread. And we're all gonna feel it. And I already knew that was going to happen. That's my that was my point. I know it's gonna happen to everybody. I'm I'm with you. I'm hoping they feel it more than we do. I'm with you on that. But I was just saying it, it was a known that Trump was going to absolutely crap things up. The Trump touch is just gonna turn it all to poop. He's like reverse Midas. Everything he touches right. turns to shit. Yes, exactly. So. Would this be a good time for a break? Yes, actually, it would be. We'll have to blitz through the remaining t- politics to get to be done at 7. All right, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. The point I'm trying to make is that I am the most unpleasant rude, ignorant, and all-round obnoxious arsehole that anyone could possibly have the misfortune to meet. Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
Hi, this is Tim Coromall from The Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Stay with me and experience the glory of Plaid Sundays, two gigantic hours of grunge running from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern, here on Indie Media Weekly. Whether it's the distorted guitars or the emotive lyricism, few can deny the lasting influence of a genre that dressed down a generation. So turn it on and get inspired. It works for me, and I know that I'm not the only one. Plaid Sundays, only on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Ciao. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new 2016 episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, well, he's very popular, Ed. The sportos, the motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, <laughs> dweebies, dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And we are back for a second segment. Join me as always out of the uh, out of the great, no, city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the rogue DM dungeon master, Michelle Legon, mother of cats, etc., etc. Hello, I am here. And also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master, Miles Legon. Hey, hi. I'm sorry, I'm just putting ignorant conservative on Facebook in their place. If you'll just, uh, don't mind me for one second. <laughs> that always Have works. at it. Yeah. Just, you know, keep it civil, but just well, put them in their place. I, I mean, here's the thing, is that this guy is, you know, we all know conservatives hate government. They hate it. They they complain that government tells them you can't speed. You can't you can't speed. You have to treat the gays like they're hum- human beings, etc., but this guy, and I'm not going to name him, although uh, he is my evil twin. Okay. Oh um, he's saying that 
the government should be able to tell you what your major is by limiting, by basing your federal loan amount on what your expected earnings are. Because with these people, it's all about money. It's you know they're basically Scrooge. They're basically Scrooge. It's um, all you know pre 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 visitation Scrooge to borrow a term for Scion. It, if I may ask, wasn't the evil twin the one that was a libertarian? He was a libertarian when we were in college. He's All right, become, so he's, basically he's, what he's asking is for the government to get bigger. He is basically saying that the government should determine how much you your how much federal student loans you can take based on your expected earnings, which is basically and saying that, the government can dictate your major to you. Right. That's so, going to require you know, government, work government agency. It's going to require a government agency, and thus it means having a bigger government, you know. (laughs) This is is the ultimate hypocrisy of the conservative philosophy, which is that don't you dare tell me I can't have a gun that can kill a hundred people in a second. But I'm going to tell you, but but I'm going to tell you what you can do with your life. Or your body. Or your body. Correct. Or I'm going to dictate to you where, what are valid places you can go to worship, what religions are valid to, to, to follow in America. These are all conservative positions. that they Whether or get. not you deserve health care. Right. You know, um, th- remember my, my advice about always agreeing, the first thing you do is agree with a conservative when you're arguing with them. So my first thought about agreeing with this evil twin of yours is by telling them, yeah, you're right. You know, we should have the government looking into people's, you know, uh, what their pros, cons are, you know, and what they're good at and bad at, and just eliminate all racists out of law enforcement. I'm for that. Yeah, I agree. Let's just, you know, anybody that wants to uh, go into a, a school of, uh, you know, a, uh, you know, have their tuition paid for, you know, um, law enforcement, if they, if they, you know, if the government determines that they have any racist, racist tendencies at all, block them. Say no. Not only that, we're not even going to allow you to, to go into a field of, uh, of uh, employment where you are, you're allowed to own a gun. <laughs> See how that flies. <laughs> or armed forces. Yep. I mean, I'm, I mean, like I said, it's hypocrisy. You know, it is. It, 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 it's hypocrisy, like I said, because again, they, they have a problem with the government telling you you can't speed, you you know, and, and all this. They basically, you know, they these are people who would legalize murder if they could. That's uh-huh. not an exaggeration. They think that that you know they should be allowed to murder you with impunity if you make if you you know and go into the wrong neighborhood. But they, uh, yeah, don't, well, you know. You know, personal personal endangerment laws, like Florida has. You know, I was I was afraid for my life, so you know, of course I shot the person. Of course I shot the kid carrying Skittles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but again, you know, and I'm sure he's going to say something like, you know, this is a government. Of course it is. You're talking about using the awesome power of the federal government to dictate to people what they can and cannot do in college. You may not think it like that because the government isn't saying, "Well, you can only have this mate, you can only take be this major." There, there are other ways for the government to 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 dictate stuff, and one of the ways they can do it is through the allocation of federal funding. 
I think I'm gonna have to have a Facebook purge at this point. I, I hate to do it, but I'm you know some of these people are just proving to me time and time again they're irredeemable. But anyway, I did, and it's a great thing when you when you yes, block you the did. people that are that are driving you nuts. It is liberating. That's the only reason why I can be back on Facebook nowadays. <laughs> I had well, to get rid know, of some you, people. You yep. just have to ask yourself, Adam, is it worth the aggravation that you're having to deal with when you're dealing with certain people? It's going to be worth it when one day he comes to me and he says I was right the entire time and that he made a big fucking mistake. Because Mm, I'm going to... I wouldn't hold your breath. Let me have my fantasy, damn you! Okay. Fantasize away. Alright. I know who you're talking about. Fantasize away. Let's talk about the greatest American Scrooge. No puppet. No puppet. Not me. The no puppet. No puppet. It's pretty clear. You're the puppet. It's pretty clear you won't admit. No, you're the, the right. I'm gonna bomb the shit out of them. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the pussy. I move in there like a bitch. No politician in history, and I say this I with great purity, has been treated worse or more unfairly. This guy, oh, I don't know what I said. Oh, I don't remember. He's going like, I don't remember. I don't I'm really not a bad person, by the way. I do get good ratings, you have to admit that. I'm not ranting and raving, I'm just telling you. You know, you're dishonest people. Nuclear holocaust would be like no other. Russia is fake news. Russia, this is fake news put out by the media. She doesn't have the stamina. I said she doesn't have the stamina. Guys, I know we've done some fucked up things before, but I think this takes the fucked up cake. All right. Now, look, we all know that uh, Christmas and I aren't really on speaking terms anymore. It's a time of the year that I really wish would, uh, you know, eat shit and die the death it deserves. But you know what? At least I would never deliberately ruin a child's belief in Santa Claus. At least I don't think I would. I mean, I'm evil. I'm not that evil. You know. I'm more like a chaotic neutral, I guess. Anyway, here is uh, Fox News whining about Trump. Okay, so this week, Trump... Oh, God, that man's just such an imbecile. You know, he's like... He's like a tumor that we just can't get rid of. Um, yeah, he's, he's toxic. I'll, I'll go with that. But as far as not get rid of him, it's difficult. It's slow. I think he will go, though. I don't see him lasting out his first term. It, it's a When you look at the difference between where we were a year ago and where we are now, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't see him. I don't see him lasting. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, so here here is uh, Fox and Friends talking about his his issue, uh, and uh, of course defending him. And of course they have to get Mike Huckabee on, who's gonna make a really bad comparison. I'll explain why it is after this after the second clip. Here you go. Here's cut one. I, you know, atheists to me are they're oh. amusing. No, 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 no. I forgot to alphabetize my rack again. Stupid me. 
Well, the yeah. media outraged over this call between President Trump and a seven-year-old girl on Christmas. What are you going to do for Christmas? Probably put out some cookies and then we're, ha we're hanging out with our friends, so that's pretty much all. Oh, that's really good. You just have a good time. Okay. You still a believer in Santa? Yes, sir. Because it's seven inch marginal, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> you just uh, enjoy yourself. Happy Christmas. And you just take care of yourself and say hello to your family. Okay? Say hello to everybody. Okay. So he's making fun of this kid for, for, for like, for believing in Santa. Yeah, pretty much. And Holy. so they bring on Mike Huckabee, who you're about to hear make a really stupid analogy. And I'll explain why in a second. Here's cut. Here's cut two. And after the outrage, her parents are speaking out, the little girl's dad, Donald oh, Lloyd, saying, quote, I think it's crazy. It became a big deal. It's Christmas oh, time. I love to keep politics out of Christmas. It didn't bother me. I like to talk to my kids like adults. Well, considering you let your daughter be used as a political prop by Schittler, you kind of fucked up keeping politics out of Christmas, you dumb dick. <laughs> I like to keep politics out of Christmas, so I'm going to let my daughter talk to the world's shittiest leader. <laughs> Tell me about the rabbits again, George. Mm. Yeah, I know what you're saying. What a colossal fucking... I want to keep politics out of Christmas. Honey, would you like to talk to Chitler? Mm. All right, now this is Mike Huckabee making a really bad analogy. It was wonderful. Thank you. And Merry Christmas to you guys. When I was watching that segment with the president, I couldn't help but think, what's wrong with people? I mean, it wasn't like he was boiling the little girl's bunny rabbit in a pot on the stove or something. I mean, he asked a simple question. And he OK, it's not like he was killing her little bunny rabbit. This coming from a man whose son was convicted of animal cruelty for hanging a dog. So, of course, Huckabee say has... Say, say that again? What? Say what again? The, the, who got convicted of what? Huckabee's son was convicted of a... Uh, yeah, him hanging, and another... Hanging, hanging, hanging a dog? Hold on. Yeah, Let's him and again. another boy hung a dog at a camp they were at, like a summer camp or something like that. They hung a dog oh. in the woods. Oh, Wow. That's they said the dog attacked them, and they were they were defending themselves. But you don't defend because, yourself like that. Yeah, yeah. Because when I need to defend myself, I hang people. Fuck you. And he he was governor of Arkansas at the time, so he used his position to keep the police from. I'm sorry, he wasn't convicted because Governor Fuckabee decided to inject himself into the and, and keep the police from investigating the incident. So when you say he he didn't stop the conviction, he stopped the indictment. He stopped the investigation. Yeah. So there was no indictment. Yeah. No. But it is a fact that, that, that he hung a dog. Yeah, okay. Learn right, something here. new today. Yes. So again, that's the guy that they have on to defend Schittler by making really bad analogies. Of course, uh, you know, daddy's little girl does it, so daddy has to do it, too. 
I wonder I, if there I was cannot a, wait um, for that cow to be out to be out of the White House. Well, what does let's now, let's, let's not call say. her names. Let's not call cow. That, 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 I'm, that was, I'm sorry. That that's was offensive. That's you're right. Yes, that's offensive. That's offensive to bovines. Yes. Yeah, and it's it's not it's not it's it doesn't do you any good to call people names like that. Just state what she is. She is a liar. She's a hypocrite, and you will be happy when she leaves. Like you said, it, it was offensive to cows. That's all I got to say about it. I'm sorry to I'm sorry to bovines of all kinds. Okay, you don't deserve that. Please proceed, Governor. <laughs> And you, you never can find a way that President Trump will make some of the people in the press happy. It doesn't matter what he does. If he didn't make the call, if he didn't talk to the little girl, they'd say that he was curled up in a fetal position in the White House and he was uh, un uh, unwilling to come out and talk to anybody. I mean, the man can't catch a break. Boo fucking who? Do you hear that? It's the world's smallest non-existent violin I'm playing for Schittler. Did you see that poor me tweet? He feels b sorry for himself. Grow the fuck up, you idiot. Yeah, that's a desperate... <sighs> okay. Here's the good news. So, it tells you how scared Trump is. How desperate he is to try... Because before, he could reshape the news cycle to his, bend it around his finger by doing some crazy little thing and all of a sudden the news would be all blah, 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 and that's all they would talk about is all the crazy crap he would do. Now, he's so desperate to try and control the news that certain things aren't working and he has to resort to this. But it's still not working because <laughs> they're still talking about the Democrats taking over. They're still talking about him being investigated. Still talking about his kids being, you know, possibly being prosecuted. It it's not working. I mean, I talking about this doesn't. For, it, this is really just icing on the cake. It, this isn't really the meat and potatoes of um, you know the things Trump does. Is it stupid? Yes. Should he have done it? No. But is it a big enough deal compared to the rest of the crap going on in this country? In my opinion, not really. No, but it I just mean, shows. I mean, this guy can't do anything without fucking it up. I agree with that. You know, I agree with that. But I, you know, I'm just talking meat and potatoes. So I get it, but at the same time, we need to point out that the guy is an emotionally unstable imbecile who can't handle even the most basic functions of this office. You know, the okay. entire world yeah. the okay. entire world has written us off because of this man. The damage I think the entire this, world will will open their arms again and welcome us back. I don't gone. think so. Not, not why would they when they know that in four more years we could elect the next Trump or Trump himself again? So is that okay? The only, I mean, if he's impeached, he can't run for office again, obviously. But if he's not impeached and he just loses his election, he can run again in four years, and he probably would because his ego would force him to. Trump hasn't performed an illegal war like W did. Trump hasn't yet done any, uh, well, verifiable war crimes like torture like W did. And the, the world came back around when Obama got elected. Yeah, because you know what? 
Schittler the world had, will come back around. I, no, I, 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 I wish I could say you're right. I don't know. Okay. You think the world will just not welcome us back? I'm just going to disagree. Again, why, why, what incentive do they have to trust us when they know that in f- in four years we could elect the next Schittler? I hear what you're saying. I'm just going to go on the world's past history of forgiving and re-embracing and rewarding good behavior. Punish behavior when it's bad, reward it when it's good. It's pretty simple. And never underestimate but- the power of a good cattle prod. Okay. All right. So, uh, of course, let me see here. Uh, Fuckabee has to go to you know because he can't just he ha- he's he's defending Schittler, but then he has to go start bashing atheists because of course you know <laughs> that's the reason for the season. <laughs> yeah. Back. Well, I was I was just going to say that there, there's no balance in the media these days. Well, it's, no, uh, that's not uh, it. Wrong clip. I need to be better. You know, atheists to me are, they're amusing. And I don't get mad at them. I get amused by them. I feel (laughs) sorry for them. They're the only people I know that can take something as wonderful as Christmas. uh, One of the few holidays of the year. I'm going to stop there because that's for sure. Here's the thing. Mike, can I call you Mike? I can't. All right. (laughs) Can I call you fuckstick? All right, fuckstick. Um, The things you say about atheists, atheists say about you. We see you as a complete and total imbecile for believing an invisible sky wizard thinks you're special. And, you know, you're just a petty human being. Who, if, if he actually practiced Christianity... I would say more power to him. I'm glad he has faith. I'm glad he's strong in his faith. But he doesn't. He's no, not he doesn't. one of those people that practices what For, he pretends to preach. Right. America, America's brand of Christianity is basically a billy club for people to beat you over the head with. It's not about Jesus's philosophy and teachings because Jesus was a truly revolutionary figure. I don't. I believe he existed. I believe he had some great ideas, but I don't believe he was the son of a non-existent god. I put a qualifier on there. I would say the evangelistic branch of Christianity, because uh, I do know some really good Christians that are Catholic, Americans. I can tell you this: so, Catholics aren't much better, and you know, because remember, I'm not. Go, you know, I'm not talking about that. I'm. I'm talking Christians, just straight up Christians. I know some Americans that are great Christians. I know some of the evangelistic sides of them are really big douche nozzles, but, and and they're hypocrites. They don't practice anything that you know. They don't practice the New Testament. They pick and choose, and then they they use the Bible as you know, as you said, like a billy club. Right. So, but it's not all of them. There are some really I'm, really good Christians out there. I'm not going to so, condemn all Christians. No. Neither would I. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy when people have faith. You have faith, and you are strong in your faith, and it brings light to your life. That makes me incredibly happy. Right. That's the thing. Is you that if your faith is truly strong, you don't feel this need to tear down other people. Because when you have to tear down other people, that means you perceive them as a threat. 
Fuckaby perceives perceives anyone who doesn't believe as he does as a threat because deep down in his pitch black little heart, he knows that either there's no God or if there is, he's going straight to hell. He's going straight to hell the instant his, you know, his his brain drifts off and his heart stops beating. I'm I'm wondering how how they're going to rationalize why God let the Democrats impeach Trump. <laughs> and that and that's another thing. I think the Democrats mm-hmm. should definitely proceed with impeachment, even if it looks like he might not get convicted in the Senate. Put the Republicans on record as supporting I... a corrupt motherfucker. I'm a, I, I understand that point, and it is a good point, a very good point. Here's my concern. When you, if you do that, and he is not convicted by the Senate, that gives Trump a political win, just like Clinton had. I think you're radically overestimating the value of that political win. Well, I hear what you're saying. Trump won't underestimate it. He'll be crowing it from the rooftops. Exactly. Let him. Okay. I hear what you're saying. For the purposes of history, I would like to see someone be held accountable and not be let off on, um, you know, just because, you know, you're not going to get a conviction. I would like the stain of an impeachment on his presidency. I would like that. That would make me happy. Now... The, the if he's not convicted and you get the political win, that doesn't make me that would make me unhappy. But again, uh, you know, overall, I would. I get it. I hear what you're saying. I'm not, I'm just saying. I'm just. Uh, I, it's a it's a give and take, and I hear what you're saying. I don't think it's enough of a political win to benefit Trump in the regards to getting him reelected. That won't happen. So I'll just say that. But as far as you know. <sighs> But yeah, I know I, I am for impeachment proceedings. Will we get a conviction? Don't know, but I am for I am for impeachment. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I wish we, I wish we had what we needed to convict him. But we can't not just not. Tr- we just can't not try just because it looks like we're, that's going to be the case. From what I heard. Um, it was uh, Goldwater. I think it was Goldwater that went to Nixon, and he said pretty much, uh, you know, I, I, after this was after the uh, tapes were released, the ones where pretty much Nixon's goose was cooked, where it came out and it was all obvious to everyone that he actually uh, broke the law. And uh, Goldwater said to Nixon, uh, "I think there's only about twelve uh, Republicans that are willing to stand up for you and defend you, and I'm not one of them." <laughs> So after that, he Nixon resigned pretty pretty quick. Uh, anyway, so we'll see, we'll see. I, I'm for I'm for impeachment. You know, you know. I but I can see the negative sides of it. Um, but I do want investigations. I just don't want some willy nilly just like vote like boop impeachment go boom no. I want the evidence out there so that we have something to stand behind. I I don't want the uh, right to have the opportunity to claim victimhood and say, oh, see, you're just doing this for politics, for power. I want there to be hard evidence to go, nope, 
This is any this is this is anything we would prosecute anybody else for, and the president is not above the law. I want, I want that. I want that. I just don't want the uh, oh, he he had sex with an intern. It was consensual, but we're going to you know impeach him anyway. You know, I don't want that. So well, but that's not what we're getting. You got to understand that there are people in the House and Senate who will never if he went right there and killed Nancy Pelosi at the State of the Union. Not that I'm saying anything. I'm just saying that if he did it right in front of them, they would still swear up and down it didn't happen. Right. So. So you, we gotta stop. I'm still like saying the, we gotta stop pretending like those people can be reached. They can't. Write them off. I'm, I'm not talking about the far, far. No, I'm not talking about them. I never talk about them. Talk about the ones that are in the squeeze, the ones that feel the pressure. Not the ones that are so, I mean, like like the most red states, like the, the a senator from Mississippi. He's never going to have to worry about his job security. But when you look at a place like a Republican senator from Nevada or uh, New Mexico or Arizona, hell, Texas, Texas, the last election only went 3%. Just 3%. And there's another senator uh, from Texas coming up in 2020. Corny. <laughs> Beto could run for that. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying he should run for president, but, you know, I don't 3%. want Beto to run for president. I don't want Beto to run for president. All right, I hear you. But I'm just, uh, my point was about three, the 3% in Texas. And that that is one of the reddest states, or it used to be. It's It's flipping. It's slowly turning purple. And when they lose it, woo, the Electoral College is going to be so exciting. <laughs> As in slam dunk every time. <laughs> but it's just a matter it, uh, uh, I hear what you're saying. I am not talking about the hardcore people that will not flip. I'm talking about those that aren't going to feel the squeeze. So. I, I mean... I get what you're saying. I just wish I could say I th I think there's some people who could. I don't. I feel that there are some uh, Republicans, you know, that uh, can see the writing on the wall. Like the ones that quit the White House. <laughs> They're like, ugh, I got a bail. If they were as bad as you say, they would have tied a knot at the end of the rope and hung on forever. But that's kind of what they're doing. Not all of them. That's my point. You're pointing out the ones that are the extremist. I'm pointing out the ones that aren't. Fair enough. Thank you. Good time for a break. Yes. As soon as I, uh... Yeah, alright, so we'll be right back after this with some nerd talk. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. That's the end of Act One. Intermission time. Go get some snacks! Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And now, on with the show. Attention, people of Earth. What's going Attention, on people of Earth. 
Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable. I can't take it anymore. There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great Scott. I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. And we are back for hour number two here on Mike Trick Radio. Join me as always. Uh, the city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the rogue DM dungeon master, mother of cats, etc., etc., Michelle Legon. That is me, and I just found a video of Chewbacca playing with kittens. That what? makes me happy. Yes. Anyway, also joining us out of the, uh, the city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM galaxy master, Miles Legon. Sir! Who is apparently fluent in Wookiee. Uh, don't right. ask me to try. I'm very well, bad uh, at it. I, I had a... I, yeah, yeah. No, you did better than I would. Uh, plus, I'm, plus I'm nibbling on peanuts at the moment, so... <clears throat> All right. What the Chewbacca heck? and the kittens is really, really cute. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. It's a video. It's not meant for radio. Yeah, unfortunately. All right. Oh, darn. Ah, there you go. Come on. Sorry. I was having pop movie popcorn over the break, and it's stuck in my teeth. It'll do that. Uh, don't remind me. All right. Anywho, uh, so we got some interesting stuff. This this is a, this comes to us from a uh, vintage news. As soon as the stupid link opens, there we go. <laughs> this is this is fascinating. This is uh because uh, you know Egyptology is kind of like one step removed from from Earth the Earth sciences. But uh, archaeologists in Egypt have made a new discovery, and that is the final resting place of a high priest which hasn't been touched for 4,400 years. Unlooted, untouched. That's impressive. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Uh, wow. the, tomb, the tomb was found buried in a ridge at the ancient necropolis of Saqqara, and as I mentioned before, it was untouched and unlooted. Which, like I said, that's a major accomplishment. Yeah, because you you, you you know, uh, Egypt's just been combed over and, and, you know, just, it's been fought over for, for, for centuries. And 
and that sort of thing. I mean, you'd expect to find, like, tombs and, 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 and pyramids and stuff like that in, like, the Amazon jungle that were untouched. But to find something like that in Egypt nowadays, especially this time, you know, at, 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 you know this time, that, that is pretty damn cool. Yeah. Uh, the high priest... Watier, I think, I don't know, I don't speak ancient Egyptian, served during the 5th dynasty reign of King Neferkare between 2500 and 2300 BC at the Saqqara Necropolis in Egypt. In addition to the name of the deceased, hieroglyphs carved in the stone above the tomb's door revealed his multiple titles. Let's see here. Uh, nothing about nothing about the titles. Um, but, uh... Apparently, he was very fond of his mother. Uh, he mentions quote. He mentions the name of his mother almost everywhere here. Uh, uh, pointing to uh, said Waziri in an interview, pointing to dozens of hieroglyph statues and drawings. And the neat thing is, the color of the tomb is almost completely intact, even though it's you know like almost five thousand years old. I mean that this is an impressive and arguably extremely important find. Oh heck yeah! All the, all the relics that they're gonna get that haven't been, you know, broken or pushed aside by tomb robbers, you know, this or this stolen be great. by Britain. Yeah, or stolen by Britain. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's a coup. Good and on them. Release depict Watye himself, his wife Werit. Pata and his mother Merit Mean, as well as everyday activities that include hunting and sailing and manufacturing goods such as pottery, according to National Geographic. The team of Egyptian archaeologists also found five shafts in the tombs. <laughs> uh, they had removed a last layer of debris from the tomb on December 13th, 2018, found five shafts inside. Uh, one of the shafts was unsealed with nothing inside, but the other four were sealed. They were are expect are expecting to make discoveries when they ex excavate those shafts. He was uh, they gotta think about the phrasing in these articles. <laughs> he was hopeful about one shaft in particular. Okay. I can imagine I can imagine that all the objects can be found in this area. He said in an interview, pointing to one of the, pointing at one of the sealed shafts. The shaft should lead to a coffin or a sarcophagus of the owner of the tomb. And that coffin should definitely be there, considering it, um, you know, it ha it's been untouched. So it's impressive. I, I, I'm I, good for them. You know, hope they do it right. You know, and uh, wow. I imagine this is some sort of thing where there isn't just a big stone. I mean, it was like buried. And they just had, they did some I sonic would imagine it was radar dear. or ground radar or whatever. Yeah. Interesting. So, I don't know. I mean, that's a great coup for tourism and all that sort of stuff. Yep. I wonder if they'll have, I uh, wonder if they'll allow tourists to, um, you know how you can have, uh, like, in, in rooms of the White House, I think, that are like, not fenced off. I mean, like, you can go through a door, but there's this roped-off area that you can only go into, but you can look but not touch kind of thing. I wonder yeah. if they might even consider that. Anyway, I'm just, I'm, I'm just brainstorming. Well, so, yeah, great, great story. 
Yeah, they'd have to worry about, you know, they'd have to figure out how to deal with, you know, external con- contaminations and stuff. Because now that it's been open, things will start to t- deteriorate. So they have to make sure everything's perfectly preserved and stuff before they start thinking about that sort of thing. Yep. Well, uh, this is also vaguely related from the same site, the Vintage News. Um, it's about the uh, Buddhist practice of self mummification uh, this was mostly a, a Japanese phenomenon starting in the uh, 11th century, and it lasted until the, ni- the 1800s because the I would imagine that this was a shogunate. Uh, the the um, the um, oh shit! I'm forgetting my Japanese history now. Who was the sh- who was the shogun family? Tokugawa shogunate. I'm imagining that they're the ones who banned this because the Japanese government ruled that this was a form of assisted suicide. Um. And the practice is known as uh, Sokushin Butsu, which is basically uh, becoming a living Buddha. Um, and it's it was mostly in uh, the Japanese Yamagata Prefecture uh, in the northwest of the main island of Honshu. I actually have a friend who lives in Oa in uh, Yamagata Prefecture, if I'm not mistaken. Um... And it was started. Uh, it, it was started by a monk known as Kukai, uh, who founded the uh, Shingon sect of Buddhism. Um, and what happened was he he his uh, I don't know hagiography. I don't know what that means. I'm stupid. Uh, surface and he said that he hadn't passed away, but rather put himself in a tomb in a meditative state. And he would eventually ascend, uh, you know, he would eventually reemerge millions of years in the future where he would help others ascend to the state of Nirvana. Hmm. Interesting. Um, let me see here. So, the prep, what happened was, um, it, it would start with them trying to lose excess body fat so what they would do is they would have a very limited diet in which they would only drink water or eat fruits nuts and seeds that were collected in the forest and mountains and that basically caused them to lose fat and muscle uh yeah, if then, you don't have enough intake yeah it's gonna happen right right so then then they would at the next phase they would begin consuming things like roots and barks from pine trees and drink a tea uh made from urushi which is a, a toxic sap of the lacquer tree. And it would basically, it was, I mean, yeah, it's toxic, but it would basically cleanse all the internal organs and parasites, which would actually help to preserve the corpse. And then once this was all, all the preparation was done, they would go into their tombs which basically had enough room for them to sit in the lotus pose. That's, cro- you know, cross-legged, you know, all money, pad me home, that stuff. Um, and it, the tombs had a tube that would allow them to breathe and a bell that they would ring throughout each day to notify the temple that they were, you know, I'm not dead yet! I'm getting better! <laughs> um, so what would happen is... When the ringing would stop, they would assume that the the uh, Sokin Shubutsu uh, had had passed away. So they would open the tomb, remove the air tube, and then seal the tomb for another thousand days. 
and then what happened? They would they would uh, reopen the tomb after a thousand days, and the monks were checked for decay. Um, and they they were remarkably preserved. I mean, it's actually pretty amazing. Uh, I, I would imagine if you if you sealed off air that you would deny even bacteria air. Yeah, that's going to be a, a hermetically sealed kind of, yeah. Nothing's going to live in that. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, you can't, you can see some of these in, in temples in Japan. Uh, not a lot, but one of the most praised mummies is that of uh, Shinyokai Shonin, who uh, lived from 1687 until 1783. And when he was 96, he decided to subject him to becoming uh, a Sokin Shinbutsu. And uh, after 96 days of total abstinence, and he put himself in the lotus position and, uh, you know, went through the whole thing. And he is remarkably well-preserved. And his old garments are now used to produce amulets that are then sold to visitors who come to the temple. Because even Buddhism... <laughs> Has to fall to capitalism. <laughs> well, you know, there's 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 a big market in relics, whether it's Catholicism or or Buddhism or any of the religions. You know, if you can pretend, if you can say that yes, this is a this is a sliver from the the, the cross that Jesus was crucified on, or you know, this is you know a a, a shred of silk robe from such and such uh, monk, you know. People will pay money for that sort of stuff. Yep. Anyway, uh, before we go to break, the last person to accomplish Soku Shinbutsu did so after the government banned this form of brutal self-treatment in the latter years of the 19th century. So uh, uh, it may not have been the Tokugawa Shogunate, although this sounds like something the Tokugawa Shogunate totally would have done. Yeah. They were kind of they were they were kind of hard asses. You know, um, anyway, it concerns a book named Bukai, who uh, died in 1903, and who, as he subjected himself to the enlightenment process, was called a madman by contemporaries. His remains were kept untouched until the early 60s, when university researchers finally proceeded to inspect him, only to find them to be in, ex in an exceptionally well-preserved condition. Kind of like uh, some of the saints, supposedly, with the Catholic Church. You know, opening up the coffins and finding the bodies incredibly well preserved, and you know the smell of flowers. Uh, I'm sure that's exaggerated. <laughs> I don't. It's yeah, they. Yeah, believe what you gotta believe. I mean, here's 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 a uh, here's I'll put this in the in the Skype chat. Here's a picture of a Chinese Sokushin Butsu. Um, I mean, like I said, look at how well preserved that is. I mean, that that is the process complete. You know, that is the complete process. That man is definitely deceased. That is an ex-Buddhist. Well, no, since he went through the, you know, he, um, he's just dead. Let's put it that way. He's dead, Jim. <laughs> yes, yes. But that that is how well preserved this process will leave a Soku Shinbutsu. Very cool. So, I, I for one could not handle living on pine bark and tree sap. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think that uh, 
Yeah, that's a little out of the, uh, my my uh, <laughs> diet, <laughs> my palate. I'm sure well, Michelle what? would not want you to turn yourself into a living Buddha. <laughs> no. Well, one of the Catholic saints supposedly uh, put himself in a tree trunk, and birds and and animals would bring would brought him nuts and and berries and things. So you know how it is. <laughs> the stories are 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 really interesting. Yep. Yep. All right. Ooh. Uh, so Kenny will be on at the top of next hour. Very cool. <clears throat> Excuse me. Is that where we're, where we're going to do the movie segment? Yes. Good. So next segment, we're going to talk about a dead otter. Okay. I actually have trailers for my two movies. so I, have to I, get I need two. those, yeah. Yes. It's kind of an important step in the whole process. Well, I didn't know if you wanted to do them or if I was just going to link them in the chat and let people watch them on their own, but no, I'll no, do no. that as well. So I need the audio. I, I definitely okay. need that. Uh, oh, you you will you will like you will like these. They are they are fun, and it and and it sticks to the theme of telling ghost stories and creepy stories on Christmas. So okay, because that was that's actually a thing. Yeah, that was a big that was M R James' whole shtick, as I recall. So it's uh, very <clears throat> interesting. Cool. So, so right. what we got? Yeah. What we got planned? Uh, talking about a dead otter. Okay. Oh no! News to me. I don't know anything about that. I, I shared the, the link story, like I, think. I shared the link like two weeks ago. Yes, I know this story. It's sad. I can't say. Well, no, no. He lived the otter equivalent of the good life. He li- he lived yeah. long. He lived longer than he than an otter in captivity should have. Although the reason why they say he died is sad. That's you should never say that about a creature. <laughs> I must have missed something important this article. I'm going to go read okay. it over the break. No, cause, no, it's okay. It's okay. I was just like. <laughs> I was just. I, I just may saw be. That. I may be blowing his 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 fame out of proportion. So, there we go. But yeah, no, it's otters are so cute, though they are absolutely. But adorable. you guys wouldn't let me get a st- a, a station pet otter otter pet otter. Well, they're adorable to look at. You don't want an otter for a pet. They are vicious little bastards. <laughs> Make up their mind! They are cute and adorable. You have my blessings to get an otter. (laughs) You should see the size of the otters that are here in Florida. I'm sure they're huge. You've got big ones. I've seen them run across the street. Some as big as your head. They're not your little cute uh, white-faced Pacific otters. These things are like river or swamp otters. And they they are big animals. Like little miniature seals, they're that big. They're just, (laughs) wow. Alright, we'll be right back after this. We'll be right back after this. (laughs) 
You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. Living proof that you don't have to be crazy to host this show, but it helps. <laughs> Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. You're listening to Indie Media Weekly Radio. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank, every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower.
everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. Right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. The ideal teacher, a man of grit and character whom none have the heart to kill. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. All right, and we are back. Join me as always out of the city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the Rogue DM, Dungeon Master, Michelle Legon, and Mother of Cats. That is me, and just two more days until the new year, and I am I am going to smile on New Year's Day, and just keep my fingers crossed, and my toes, and anything else I can cross. <laughs> Fair enough. And also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master, Miles Legon. That's it? Nothing else? You want it? You need more? No, I just wanted to make sure before we went to the the sad, sad news about the otter. Oh, and we we did see Aquaman today, so yay! I I thought it was enjoyable. I think I think that uh, I I think that it could have been. It wasn't as good as Wonder Woman. No, no, but it was very good. It was better than some of the other movies. Yeah, but you got to think about it like this. That's a pretty low bar. That's like saying it was better than Batman Forever. It's well, a really low bar. <laughs> this one had a real comic book feel to it. Yes, I agree with, with that. Even with the darker parts. Um, it really felt like they breathed life, a great life, into the backstory of Aquaman. Yeah, and you could tell Jason Moore really enjoys the role. Oh, he was having fun. Yeah. Did you know his girls were at the set with him? No, I did not. They got to watch him watch him film it, and the makeup people at the set gave them tattoos like their daddy had. You know, the the, the makeup tattoos. Right, right. And he's got some really cute pictures of him with his. You know, girls. and I just realized, shouldn't it be impossible to tattoo Aquaman? Doesn't doesn't he have like skin that's as hard as a rhino's? It's it's pretty damn hard. It's it's deflecting bullets. <laughs> so, well, yeah, but I'm saying. 
I, I don't know. I, I just I remember that in the old in the Justice League cartoon from the 2000s. Remember, there was that one episode where someone tried to kill Aquaman, and they were trying to get an IV in him, and they couldn't because his skin was too hard. His skin well, it may hard. have it may have been had something to do with William Dafoe's character. You know, maybe they had an Atlantean steel tattoo uh, needle. It's it's possible. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's get to the. Well, I mean, it's not super sad. Uh, you know, everything come everything good comes to an end. Let's see here. Hold on. Hold on. There, I think that'll be a bit better volume. Uh, the headline is uh, Oregon Zoo Otter, known for <laughs> slam dunking and self pleasuring, dies at age 20. <laughs> Which, again, I want to point out is, is really old for an otter. He lived a very long and uh, very good life. Uh, you know, oh, yes. so, you know, uh, if you visited the Oregon Zoo in the last. 18 years, you probably saw Eddie the Sea Otter. Eddie, rescued as a pup from the California coast in 1998, lived at the zoo from 2000 until he was euthanized Thursday morning. At nearly 21, a press release from the Oregon Zoo read, Eddie was considered one of the oldest and most talented sea otters on the planet. <laughs> it sounded uh, like he had a special talent there, too. <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, male... Male sea otters seldom live past 15 years, so Eddie was among the very oldest of his kind, said Amy Cutting, who oversees the zoo's marine life area in the release. I'm gonna lower the volume on that just a skosh more. Uh, yes. <laughs> just a skosh. How's that? Yeah, it was Better. drowning It was drowning you out. I didn't realize that you should have said something sooner! <laughs> well, it's All good right. music. Oh, yeah. Uh, anywho, uh... Did I get to the uh, male otter seldom live past 15 years part? I, I got past that, right? Yeah, how long they live? Yeah, alright, so in uh, in 2012 during the halcyon years of President Obama's term <laughs> that's me <laughs> that's me pull, uh, uh, Eddie's keepers taught the aging otter to dunk a toy basketball as therapy for his arthritic elbow joints his skills at the hoop made him an internet sensation. But, as visitors you might remember, Eddie had other interesting skills. <laughs> yes. He could sometimes be observed creatively pleasuring himself, proving the animal kingdom is full of unique learning experiences. <laughs> That's impressive. I, I'm more impressed by the tool. Oh my can. god, there's a video of him. Oh! <laughs> I, <laughs> I did not realize there was a video of it. <laughs> and you had to go there. Well, don't, don't just sit there and talk. You know, tell, it's details, man. What's going on? Um, it's big and pink. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh, and? <laughs> Look. <laughs> oh, boy. Otters are very flexible. <laughs> I bet they are. I mean... <laughs> so he can do what Steve Bannon was accused of doing. Exactly. There you go. Yes. But, uh, I mean, not, like I not said... Not like we're not, you know, safe for work kind of program. <laughs> no, but... I, I, I mean, I wasn't expecting what I just saw. I was expecting, like, rubbing against a rock or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> a rock. 
okay. I don't know. I don't know how otters I, do it. I, 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 uh, I. <laughs> okay. He sure, he sure isn't going to be using a sea urchin. No. 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 Hold on. No. No, no, no. That would be a... <laughs> <laughs> he saves he saves that for the really kinky stuff. <laughs> and and Enemy Weekly does oh, not Enemy Weekly does not kink shame. So but <clears throat> But no, I just wasn't expecting that. Hey. You know, I'm not criticizing him. I mean, like I said, otters clearly are very flexible animals. <laughs> And he probably had a lot of free time on his hands, so how do you expect him to fill the time? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not saying it's revolting. It just—it's <laughs> not something I would show my nephew. <laughs> Why not? It's nature. <laughs> because look, remember when I told you I was thinking about getting my nephew a Trumpy Bear for Christmas? Yeah. And my and my sister and sister said that would give me a world shittiest uncle cup. Yeah. This would probably be worse. I am not <laughs> showing my nephew a picture of an otter giving himself a blowjob. <laughs> I showed some fellow gamers uh, pictures of uh, elephant breasts. Elephant what? Breasts. Oh. Elephants have those? Yes. I did not know that. Yes. They do. So you're, so you're a pervert is what you're saying, Miles. <laughs> well, that goes without saying, but you know, you didn't know that waters didn't use a rock, and now you know elephants have breasts. Yeah, there well, you I go. Mean... <clears throat> we are learning things. Yes, and really. I learned. What did I learn? Oh yeah, Huckabee's kid being a schmuck. All right, yeah. Yep. I, I just I'm kind of shocked you didn't already know that, but I mean, the douche doesn't fall. I from had the, mentioned far, it to him a long time back, but it just didn't stick in his head. That's the all. douche does yeah, not no, fall far from the bag in that family. I'll give you that much for free. There are some things I dedicate to long-term memory, and some things I don't. That didn't qualify. And you're probably a better person for it. Probably. So, but yes, rest in peace, uh, uh, Eddie the Otter. His, yeah, he had a good life, nice pampered life as a zoo animal. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, it's not. It's probably it, it, a good zoo. I've never been out to Oregon, so I, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I've been to Oregon. It's. It's 100% round-the-year vampire weather. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, taking, Oregon off like my list. taking Oregon off my pl my list of places to possibly retire. Oh, who am I kidding? It's like I'm you never gonna, see the sun. It's always I'm overcast. Not, I'm not going to be able to retire. Who am I kidding? Oh. Just soldier on. I have no choice in the matter. I work for the DOD. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. On the plus side, though, you're not out of work like some uh, federal employees. No. I I feel bad for the federal employees. They're just not getting paid. Right. They're still working. They're just not getting a paycheck. So you're saying that they're basically slaves. Well, yeah. They want to keep their job. That's the way Trump wants it, though. Oh, back to the otter. Yes. Yes, do you have any other thoughts, Miles? Oh, I'm thinking about another cute animal story. Uh, The fish that they discovered uses a tool. Yes. There is a fish. It's called a... Michelle knows more about this than I do. I killed it. It's called a a, a tusk fish. It's um, on the Great Barrier Reef. And they have filmed this fish. He will go out and he will find a clam. He will grab the clam in his mouth. And then he will go back to a coral where the center of the coral has been hollowed out. So there's some of the, the, the skeletal structure of the coral exposed. And he will use that skeletal structure to beat the clam against until the clam breaks apart and he can eat the meat out of the clam. He always uses the same coral. It's got a spot that's perfectly anvil-shaped for him to throw that clam against, and it is pretty damn impressive. It has actually made um, uh, marine biologists actually rethink the intelligence of some fish. (laughs) Um, I saw I saw this the other night on Earth. Uh, I think it was a uh, Blue Planet Two, and it was absolutely amazing. It is a tool using fish. This is a fish. It's not a shark. It's not a dolphin. It's a fish <laughs> that has enough sense to know how to use a tool. Yep. It, to me, it's impressive. No, I, I agree. I mean, yes, yes, stupid ass creatures, but yeah. If, if, if fish, you know, like there are a bunch of animals that if they ever evolve opposable thumbs, we are screwed. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh, is Loki being a pain? Yeah, he's he's running amok right now. Yeah, I heard him. He just missed a. Yeah, he just missed the computer by about three inches. He was. Jumping onto the couch. Cool. Uh, him, him, and yeah, him and Ilmater are, are going nuts at the moment. Nuts in a cute way, or it's a cute running around, jumping off of things, and using things for springboards that should not be used for springboards, which usually ends up with me bleeding at, at a point. Uh oh. Yes. So. Oh dear. But, yeah, uh, tool-using fish. Who would have thunk? <laughs> yep. We are truly screwed. So, you know, yeah, if, uh, it, you know, and they, they're, you know they're, they're coming up with more interesting stuff about dolphins and how dolphins interact with other, um, you know, light yeah, creatures. Like, but- there's, yeah, there's one called a false killer whale. And the false killer whales will hunt down a dolphin pack, not to eat them, but to join them 
and they get together and they hunt down, you know, uh, like like schools of fish. It is a pretty damn cool thing. But we all know the truth about dolphins. Yes, what, they're, they're, rapey? They're, they're, they're the th- <laughs> they're They're the third smartest creatures yeah. in the universe. Yes. Oh. No, they're, I'm sorry. They're, they're, they're the they're the second smartest creature on Earth, or was it? Yeah, the first the first are the mice. Right, and they're part <laughs> of the great experiment. The mice. Yep. Thanks for all the fish. Yep. So long, and thanks for all the fish. I wonder how you say that in dolphin. Ah, we can ask Stephanie Miller. Miller. She does a really good. She has a really good dolphin impersonation. Yeah, but you got to be careful. <laughs> if you piss off dolphins, you're in trouble. You know, yes. Remember, they're smart. They got big brains. They probably understand complex so. concepts like revenge. Dolphins surf. They catch waves for the fun of it. Yep. Marine biologists have watched them. Yep. They 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 catch they catch waves just like a surfer would. It is hilarious to watch. No, I'm sure it is. I love dolphins. I'm just smart enough to be terrified of them. Yeah, um, when you're in the oh, water, it? your part of the food chain goes down quite a significant <laughs> amount. Significantly. Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, you got dolphins, you got sharks, you got killer whales. <sighs> Hell, there's... Killer there, whales you know. kill me more than dolphins. Well, yeah. That's a big I mean, powerful. and, and yep. Oh, killer whales are fascinating creatures, with an undeserved reputation. And I'd like them staying in the wilds where they deserve. Yep. Yep. Again, undeserved reputation. Well, that's because of Orca. That stupid ass movie. God. That movie pissed me off to no end. You've seen that movie, right? Uh, if I have, it's been a while. Yeah. Bad horror movie. I'm sh- I-, I believe it. Yeah. They came after Jaws, I'm sure, right? They were riding on I, that big animal. I think so. Yeah. I can't imagine coming before Jaws. Oh yeah, it definitely came. It's definitely a product of the uh, post Jaws. Yeah, nineteen seventy-seven. That early. Yeah. Okay. And Jaws was seventy-five, so they were they they were definitely um, playing on it. And he had Richard Harris and Bo Derek. That was the best thing about the movie, but I didn't even know Bo Derek was in it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember who Richard Harris is. Is that Apollo? No. No, he's the uh the other uh what would you know him from? Um Oh holy shit, this was this was made this Camelot. was made by You'd know him from Camelot Wait, or a man R- called Richard. Richard, is he uh, a balding blonde guy with shoulder-length hair? 
he was at a, at, a, at a certain point, yeah. Okay. Okay, got it. Oh, he produced Danger Diabolic. Okay. All right, the guy, the producer of that movie produced Danger Diabolic. The, la the last movie yeah, featured on Mystery Science Theater 3000 sci-fi run. Oh, yes. Which isn't that bad of a film, but it's bizarre in so many ways. Now, Oracle's a movie that the Mystery Science Theater, you know, could be riffed in that fashion. Because Orca was horrible. It's, it's like uh, Jaws... What, what Jaws 3... No, Jaws 4 was really, really bad. Actually, Jaws 3 was pretty bad. Jaws 5. All the, all the Jaws movies after 2 were pretty bad. 2 was stretching it. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's kind of beating a dead horse after 2. Yeah. I think the 3D movie had Lewis Gossett Jr. in it. He was playing the mm -hmm. the park, the head of the park that caught the baby, Great White. Yeah, let's see, it was pretty bad. But you know, that's what we do. We make natural creatures into monsters. Yep. Although seeing. Godzilla King of the Monsters trailer on the big screen made me happy. Oh, yeah, was it, that was, was impressive. It, it, was it even better? It was than, beautiful. I'm, I'm telling you, doesn't Mothra look amazing? No, she was it, so beautiful. I Just know. the way those wings were unfurling in the mists. And, oh. the, and Ghidorah. Oh my god. I'm still saying Ghidorah is going to end up being an alien. I think he's going to be an alien. And Rodan looked kick-ass. I know, oh but it looks God. like he's it looks like he's not gonna be on team uh team G at first, if at all. Yeah, but he was just Oh yeah, he looked, he looked amazing. I'm just so happy. It, it, you know, it's it, it's it looked impressive. And it's got a bunch of actors and actresses in it that I like anyways. So that, oh yeah. That, that yeah, makes yeah, me happy. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, the actress that was in The Shape of Water is in it. Pretty sure I saw her. In, in uh, the Godzilla trailer? Yes. I, need to I see forget what... her name. Oh, I don't know. What was it? Sally Hawkins? Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Always yeah, like it's character. Sally Hawkins. That's her. Yep, she's in there. But no, I will say, I am legitimately excited for Godzilla King of the Monsters. It's... Yeah, me too. That, that, that should be cool. <laughs> I don't know the actor's the... name, but, but Tywin Lannister, I, I don't begrudge him saying that she... The, the cheesy line, I don't get it. I don't mind I, it, it's fine. <laughs> I break into giggles every time I hear him say the line, though. What, long live the king? Long live the king. It just makes me That laugh. conjures image, that reminds me of, um, of, uh, just the way he said it, the way, you know, of the Lion King. Well, yeah. I just do it for another reason, because, you know, uh, 
because uh, his character was killed on the throne in, in, in Game of Thrones. Well, not the throne, just the other but throne. Men like, yeah, the other throne. <laughs> and it makes me giggle oh, every time I hear it. All right. Yes. All right. So we're gonna let me. Let's make. Let's. Kenny should be ready when we're when uh, you know at the, at the top of the hour. If not now. Were the clips I sent you okay? Yeah, I got it. I'll have cool. to convert. I'll have to convert one of them during the break, but that's okay. So we're gonna go to break. We'll be we'll be right back with the final hour of this week's of the last mic check radio of the year. I gotta make sure to not say the last mic check radio, or people are gonna panic. No, no one's gonna panic. No one cares, and we shut down. Um, there are people that would care. Oh, that's nice of you, Michelle. Anyway, we I'm show. Just a bright ro- I'm just a bright ray of sunshine. Yes, we'll be right that's back. My job. Yes, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. And I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I think he's like the thing. He only imitates human behavior. He's not actually human himself. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Attention, people of Earth. Attention, people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Wait, stop! I reject the reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. (laughs) 
And we are back. Join me as always out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the Rogue DM Dungeon Master, Michelle Agon. Woohoo! I'm here! Yay! And also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master, Miles Lagan. Yo! And Kenny's not here yet, so uh, to buy time, we're gonna go over another edition, uh, yet another edition of Adam is always right, 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 right. Go because, for it. Uh, because Marvel just okay. released some very interesting information about Loki in the Avengers movie. Oh, did they now? Yes, and it turns out that Adam was right. When he said Loki was being manipulated by the uh, Mind Stone, although not in the exact same way I said, but because I did say that, you know, Thanos could have used it to, you know, make him remember what happened in the original Thor movie, but differently and use that to set him against his brother. But no, what happened was, and he here's what the website says, what the uh, Marvel website says about Loki, offering the God of Mischief domin dominion over his brother's favorite realm, Earth. Thanos requested the Tesseract in return. Gifted with a, with a scepter that acted as a mind control device, Loki would be able to influence others. Unbeknownst to him, the scepter was also influencing him, fueling his hatred over his brother Thor and the inhabitants of Earth. Very good. So I'm going to classify this as Adam was right. Adam was right. Whether you're always right, I would not stress that too much. That hurts my feelings. I'm just keeping you grounded, Adam. If you if you get if you get too high in the clouds, you're going to have a really really bad fall. And we can't have me d developing a healthy sense sense of, of self-worth. No. I'm not. St I'm not stunting your self worth. All right. I'm going to add Kenny to the call. Like Trumps. Okay. I'm going to add Kenny to the call, even though he's not on just yet. You You do not want an ego like Trumps, do you? No. Mm -hmm. No. 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 Okay. See. So. See. See. I'm here to be your 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 uh, your, uh, your mental grounding rod. All right. Well. Thank <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, so yeah, I just found that interesting because, like I said, I I said you guys will remember I said that I thought maybe he used the Mind Stone to you know like I said to manipulate Loki's memories. What happens because remember he shows up in the Avengers saying you threw me into that thing when we all you know we all saw Thor right right mm -hmm. we all saw him let go. So I, you know, and I'm sure that wasn't. Uh, I was convinced that was not a a mistake. That was a deliberate choice, and uh, you know, there you go. Excellent. So, I'm I'm still excited about the streaming this Loki show. All they need to do. Oh, here's the perfect thing. Loki, Agent of Asgard. Boom! Well, did Thor, Thor, Thor wasn't one of the people that disappeared, right? No, 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 no. 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 It was Black Panther, all the Guardians except Rocket. Um, Spider-Man, Strange. Okay. Yeah, there's not that many people left. Nope. 
I'm just wondering how big of a factor Thanos is going to be in this next movie. I'd heard a rumor, and I don't know if I should say it. I don't want to be a spoiler, but, you know. Go ahead. Thanos isn't the bad guy in the next movie. I, I, Somebody even worse than Thanos shows up. Who is and worse than Thanos? Galactus. No, that's Galactus not going to work. Galactus is pretty nasty. But... Marvel doesn't didn't own the rights to Galactus when this movie was shot. Okie dokie. Right. They can't rumor, use Galactus. Like just a, it's a rumor. You can shoot it down. I'm not there defending it. Other, I'm only putting it out there. There are other creatures out there that are worse than Thanos. The Beyonder is one of them. I'm, and, and what series is the Beyonder usually affiliated with? Because that's going to tell us if Marvel has the rights. Isn't that FF? Yeah, um, FF, yep. Probably not. Then they can't, they, you know, they, they probably can pull something out of their, their, their uh, lexicon. You know, there's always something bigger and better out there, you know, so. <laughs> but the thing is, they're going to have to go after Thanos to get the Soul Stone, because that's where all the souls are that from the people he killed. Oh. I'm just giggling because Michelle just quoted Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> hey, I'm allowed, aren't I? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Hey, I'm playing a bounty hunter right now. I'm having a blast with that character. In a Star Wars game or? Star Wars, Star Wars. Uh, online. Uh, the, the Old, Old Republic. Republic. Well, you just said games, like. Um, so I kind of assume. Yeah, yeah, but... I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kicking an ass in that game. It's fun. Lots of pew pew pewing. Pew pew pew. She's a she's a dual blaster wielding bounty hunter. She's got the rocket boots and everything. It's a lot of fun. Fair enough. Very good. So. Yeah. Um. The uh, Marvel movie, I, 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 I'm looking forward to it. I, I can't wait to see where they're going to take it. After so many deaths and so many people just gone missing. I do like the trailers I've seen. I like the teasers and the... I love Ant-Man showing up at the compound. Hey guys, remember me? Mm-hmm. I think we have Kenny <laughs> on. So Kenny, are you there, sir? Kenny Day. That's my new yodeling pickle I got for Christmas. Oh, hey. <laughs> a yodeling pickle. Yeah, my mom found me a yodeling pickle. Happy holidays, everybody. Interesting. Hey. Happy holidays. So you, well, you missed that, it. Uh, I know it's not Pickle Rick. No. But it's the next best thing, I suppose. What I miss? Another exciting edition of Adam Was Right. Oh, yeah. Marvel Marvel today released information about Loki and the Avengers movie. 
confirming he was in fact being manipulated by the Mind Stone. And even though it wasn't in the, the exact same way that I said he was being manipulated, I did say he was being manipulated by it. Therefore, Adam is right. All right. Congratulations. Pick up your door prize on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope it's something nice. But yeah, they, they it was basically this Mind Stone was fueling his hatred for Thor and Earth. Okay. Which is just which is just as good as manipulating his memories of what happened in the original Thor movie. Yeah. So okay. Cool. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Just got back from a uh, belated Christmas celebration in Youngstown with uh, uh, more more appropriately Latonia, Ohio. With my mom and her boyfriend, and we had uh, lunch with dad at my uh, one of the only childhood uh, franchises surviving in that area that I used to eat at all the time, the Sandwich Factory. Oh, my God. Susan and I always buy an extra sandwich to bring home and split uh, the next day. They make these ginormous submarine sandwiches that are just the most delicious things on Earth. When you say ginormous, okay. just just how big are we talking here? Uh, they're 14, 16 inches. Wow. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, it's it's. I I don't even know. Um, sounds like I'm bragging. <laughs> uh, yeah, it might be a twenty inch uh, sub. I'm not sure, but they're they're huge. So. And yeah, we got the the super sub, the classic super sub, which I believe has um, ham, ham, turkey, salami, and oil and vinegar and lettuce and onion. That is impressive. Yeah, almost almost as impressive as a tool using fish or a self pleasuring otter. (laughs) A tool using fish or a self pleasuring otter. Yeah, yeah. Or a yodeling pickle. Right. I'll just gonna set him. He he keeps going for a while. We'll just set him aside. So. All right. All right. He's done. Yeah, that's good stuff. So uh, and also, my mom got us something really funny for the cats. It's it looks like uh, a turntable, like a record turntable, and it, like a DJ one that has like stickers all over it and stuff of bands. But you know, it's like goofy, like puns about cats and stuff. And and it has a scr- one of those scratching pads where the record would be, and it actually has a dowel so it'll spin. So you sprinkle the catnip down in that, and then they just go crazy. Oh. And it looks like your cats. Looks like your cat's DJing. <laughs> oh, very cool. So we're going to get some pictures of that and uh, see uh, see what happens. Yeah, I have one of those turbo scratchers, the, the round ones that have the little ball in it. Mm-hmm. And, my, and Loki loves that thing. Well, I'm kind of curious to see how this is going to work because they're going to want to scratch the shit out of it, but, but it's going to keep spinning. So... They could just go bonkers or just be like, whatever. <laughs> so, you never yeah, know with these I guys. I figure it would depend on the cat's personality. True, true. So, uh, I know no, not everybody here is, is uh, super, super uh, happy necessarily about Christmas, but uh, I hope everybody had a good Christmas. Uh, I'm glad 
uh, grateful to count you among my friends. Uh, and, and I happen to enjoy the holiday quite a bit, even as an atheist. It's and, and even after having many, many years of bad experiences with Christmas, I, I still find myself uh, really enjoying the holiday, especially being able to give things to my nephews and like the Lego set I bought for my brother-in-law. I told you guys about that, right? That sounds familiar. Mm. I heard you my, talking my, about it on, um, yeah. Yeah, last night, yeah. So ba- I got, basically got him a complete Lego set from 1976 still in the box. So oh, very cool. He was blown away. So, uh, yeah. but anyway. I li- yeah, I like, th- the holiday is all right. I just don't like how uh, certain things get so overblown and it starts earlier and earlier every year. And, you know, the, 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 the spirit behind the holiday is wonderful. Mm-hmm. But it's when you have Christmas music constantly blaring and it's always see i grew up in a household where it was it was like from right you know at you know before thanksgiving on it was christmas music and you know Mm -hmm. right after thanksgiving christmas decorations went up in every room of the house and i'm talking bathrooms you know even the garage had some decorations in it it was so i got overblown with that sort of stuff yeah toilet bowl toilet bowl wreath yeah. But and the over commercialization and everything. But I enjoy the spirit of it. You know, I love the winter solstice. Mm-hmm. You know, and I love the idea of people getting together to push back the cold weather and push back, you mm-hmm. know, what they thought was going to be, you know, they, they wanted the sun to come back. So, you know, the longest night of the year and that sort of thing. I'm just not into the religion aspect of it anymore. Oh or haven't yeah, been since absolutely. I was fifteen, so Absolutely. I'm not, you know, that that's I love the pagan stuff. That's the stuff that I like because all this stuff that we do, not a mm-hmm. lick of it was around in Bethlehem or no. Jerusalem nope. 2000 years ago. Nope. None of it. None of it at all. Nope. So, I love and Jesus the wasn't even in Bethlehem this time of year. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, exactly. They got the date screwed up and everything. I, this is I look at this as is the Saturnalia. And the music I can understand, especially if somebody works in retail. Hello, Adam. But yes. it's got to be the right kind of music. When you're inundated with the same like 10, 15, 20 songs constantly, it sucks. But when you have a, a thoughtful, hand-selected uh, batch of music, such as Indie Media Weekly... Um, and fun stuff thrown in. I mean, you don't get to hear the Ventures Christmas any. Where, where, where do you hear Ventures Christmas songs? Nowhere. You know, where do you hear Twisted Sister Christmas songs? Nowhere. You know, uh, you know, we wish you a twisted Christmas. <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah, and I, I have a bunch of Christmas albums that are offbeat Christmas stuff. You know, like the Tales of the Crypt Christmas album, or the H.P. Lovecraft's, you know, uh, uh, Have a Very Scary Solstice. So, yeah. you know, I, I like Wait. I like the off-brand weird stuff. That reminds me. Mm-hmm. Did you guys catch the Lovecraft reference in the opening of Aquaman? I didn't see it. I know you didn't. I, I, no. that was, there, on, on, um, it's Thomas Curry, right? Aquaman's dad? I don't know. I, don't know, but I think, thinks, it, I think his, his name, his mom's name was Martha. I'm just kidding. No, it was not. (laughs) No, 
Save Martha. Why did you say that name? I think it was it's <laughs> Thomas Dude. Curry. So anyway, at the very beginning, there's a cop on 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 his uh, coffee table. Uh, there's a copy of H.P. Lovecraft's uh, The Dunwich Horror. Oh, cool. No, I did not see that. Should have been Shadows Over Innsmouth. Yeah. But still, ni- you know, nice uh, mm-hmm. nice uh, reference. Cool. It would make sense. I wonder if if that was actually since uh most of Lovecraft's stuff was short fiction, it, that actually might have been contained in a copy of that Shadow of Rensmith. Yeah, usually they pay, like, I know that in the anthology I had like his the the essentials Shadow of Rensmith, Shadow Out of Time, Call of Cthulhu of course. Mhm. Um well, most of those were published in Weird Tales before they were published in their own collections too. Right. Yes. And some of us, uh, and uh, you know, one of the major collections is actually free. It's it, it's it's free for uh, purchase as well. I mean, it's free. You can actually get a compilation of it free without actually having to pay for it. So it's really nice. Cool. So if it's I'm not mistaken. So uh, no, actually, love. I don't think any of uh, his stuff is public domain, yet. Well, I I got it public domain from Barnes and Noble. So. so some of it might be, but I don't think much of it is. Yeah. Anywho. So I'm told that we have a a movie segment that we're going to talk about. Oh yes. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you want to go first, Kenny, or shall I? Should we start now uh, or? Well, it's 21 after. Uh, yeah. I think we could go for at least 15, maybe 20 minutes. So, yeah. Do you want to just go to break early and then we can start it as soon as we come back? Uh, if you guys can buy me a minute to make up the break, yeah, sure. We can go to break. Early. Sure, sure. Yeah, and no uh, by the way, speaking of uh, Lovecraft, I just watched the. Uh, I just watched From Beyond for the first time in like 30 years. If anybody remembers that, based on H.P. Lovecraft starring Jeffrey Combs, you know, from Reanimator fame. And, man, that movie sucks. The The visual effects in it are awesome, but, man, it's a stupid fucking movie. Uh, there were some is, pretty bad ones that they made. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was bad. Um, when did that come out? And Jeffrey Combs, what is it with him being in like every possible, every possible um, movie that they, every B movie that, that is based on a Lovecraft film, he's been in. I was looking, and apparently he was in, he was in an adaptation of the Dunwich Horror for sci-fi uh, a few years back, and actually, and it says uh, I was looking on Wikipedia, and um, uh. He was um, this adaptation. Yeah, it says uh, another film of the of uh, Dunwich Horror uh, had Jeffrey Combs as Wil- uh, Wilbur Waitley, and it, it was uh, first broadcast in October two thousand nine on Sci Fi. And Dean Stockwell was in the version as he- Doctor Henry Armitage. Yes. 
so that's kind of cool that Dean Stockwell was cool enough to come back after being in the original film. The um, the unnameable was pretty bad as well. Mm. If I remember correctly, I think that was late eighties. Was it aptly titled? Aptly the unnameable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was another adaptation of a of a Lovecraft book, and I mean Lovecraft's <laughs> short story. And I a, own a copy been, of it on VHS. Yeah. So. <laughs> should it have been called the un the unwatchable? Um, it was a fun horror movie. Just a goofy, you know, high school kids get, you know, yeah, in deep investigating on and out. But yeah, it was it was it's yeah it's like yeah <laughs> didn't do All the, right, did we, the short story justice. Did we buy enough time? Yes. All right, I'll shut my mouth. I am ready. <clears throat> All right, so we'll be right back after this for the final segment here on Mike Check Radio. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. What an ass. He was grinning like an idiot the entire time. What's wrong with that guy? Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
Hi, this is Tim Coromall from The Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Well, hello there. This is Kenny Pick. Thanks for listening to Indie Media Weekly. Be sure to check out my show, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. For those who dare... This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's... Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Hi, this is Kenny Pick, and be sure to listen to my music program, The Night Show, every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. The Night Show features a broad selection of eclectic music from my personal library, as well as your requests. So be sure to visit IndieMediaWeekly.com and find the tab for The Night Show. Join the chat and submit your requests every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern on The Night Show. Only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com for those who dare. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Yes, master philosopher, alchemist, and eternal love. Yes. Oh, yeah. Enough of that. We don't have time for your long-winded self-introductions. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. It would help if I turned on my microphone. Anyway, we don't have time, so I'll be quick. Miles Michelle gone, Port Salusi, Florida, DMGM. What? Yippee! Good job, Miles. <laughs> Kenny Pick! <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Pick, Cleveland, Ohio! Yodeling Pickle! 
Yeah, there you go. I'll set him aside there again. Thank you. Yep, ready to go. <laughs> He's still going. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm excited uh, about doing this segment. Um, uh, did you have anything else to add, Adam, or do you want me to go ahead and set this up real quick? Uh, please, go ahead and set it up real quick. All right, well, uh, Michelle and I were talking, and we thought it would be fun to talk about movies you can watch around the holidays that have the holidays in them, but maybe not in the traditional way. This, These being, uh, well, mine being Christmas in particular. Um, and there's a big debate running around the internet as to what makes a, a movie a Christmas movie. Is it just, you know, because a lot of people debate about Die Hard and Gremlins and and uh, Iron Man 2 is another one. Um, you know, you three. The, if a th- oh, Iron Man 3, though, no, okay, I'm sorry, I thought that was two, but uh, but yeah, so you know, a lot of different movies they they ha- happen to be going on during Christmas, but are they Christmas movies? Um, and my argument is, uh, for mine, is yes, they are, because if it takes place during Christmas, it's a Christmas movie, <laughs> so that, that's yes. that's my criteria, and it, it, even if it's only mentioned once, and um. And that's what my first movie will be. We'll alternate here. And, of course, Michelle and I, big horror buffs. Um, I lean a lot towards sci-fi horror. Um, And um, I decided to go with my first one being the loose alien prequel, Prometheus. Because in Prometheus, uh, we don't know. Prometheus has a lot of religious overtones in it. You know, and it's not, it's not, um, uh, very secretive. Uh, no. <laughs> you know, of course, Prometheus came out in 2012. Uh, I love it. People were very divided on this, but, uh, Idris Elba's character, uh, lets us know when the ship arrives on, uh, what's the planet? LV, whatever. I don't remember what it is. Um, uh, LV223. Uh, and, um, Idris Elba's character, uh, which w- he was the captain of the ship, uh, and his name was Janik, Janik, the captain of the Prometheus. And, uh, he was, uh, decorating a Christmas tree. I forget what song, I think he was singing a song or humming a song or whistling a song or something while he was decorating it. And, uh, Charlize Theron, uh, as Meredith Vickers, walks in while he I think he was decorating it on a pool table or something in like the wreck area of the Prometheus and he's decorating and chomping down on a big cigar and um she's like what the hell is that and he's like it's Christmas it's a Christmas tree <laughs> so, <laughs> and what's interesting about Prometheus is all of the weirdness that went on behind the scenes as to how it came about and Ridley Scott, I'm convinced, is like a massive stoner. Okay, <laughs> uh, because the 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 whole concept behind Prometheus in the engineers was that Jesus was an engineer, and he came to Earth, and we killed him, and um and then the engineers. That's why the engineers hated us because we killed Jesus, who was an engineer. I don't know if anybody, if any of you guys know this stuff, <laughs> but this is what this is what 
a potential stoner Ridley Scott told everybody before this, you know, when this movie came out. And, uh, and, and if it, it, so, uh, so in the movie, we have a very strange twist on the version birth, except that, you know, the black goo that infects, um, uh, what is it? Holloway. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie Holloway, um, is the love interest of Numi Rapace's Elizabeth Shaw. And he gets infected by David with the black goo. He puts the black goo and uh, David puts a, a drop in a drink of his. He gets infected. And then he and Numi Rapace, uh, uh, well, I'm sorry, um, Elizabeth Shaw end up having sex. And somehow she passes on this uh he passes on some aspects of the black goo to her and she it's set up early in the film is that she cannot conceive a child well she does get pregnant <laughs> and and it, it's it it ain't it ain't it ain't a baby <laughs> and i'll just leave it there for anybody who hasn't seen it plus it's really graphic so i don't want to go into it but there are a lot of religious overtones. It does take place during Christmas. I don't think that's co coincidental. I'm fairly certain that Ridley Scott was like, "Oh yeah," after he like you know, on the bong, <laughs> said, "Oh yeah," and make sure it happens during Christmas. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Prometheus is my first irreverent horror film as a as a Christmas movie. <laughs> Michelle, did you have one? <laughs> or did anybody have any questions? <laughs> well, nobody has any questions. Uh, I just wanted to, 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 to touch on the fact that um, during the solstice and during the long nights of winter, you know, people would gather around the, the, the fires and tell ghost stories. Yes. You know, you know, which, you know, our modern day horror stories, a lot of them are ghost stories in, 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 in an aspect, if not just, you mm -hmm. know, monster stories. You know, because, you know, longest night of the year, it was another night when the veil supposedly was really thin between the worlds. So and, we, and you know. Let's not forget, a, a Christmas Carol is probably a direct result of that. Dickens probably, yes. you know, was like, yeah, I want to tell my own Christmas ghost story. Yeah, and, and it was a very big thing in Victorian times. And then we just, you know, and, and as things, you know, uh, the, the the church, you know, it would would a stranglehold on Christmas. <laughs> I hate to say that, but you know, things it, it became, you know, like like almost like a taboo. But nowadays, I think you know some of us, some of the stories are are being brought back. And the first story, the first movie I have to talk about, um, Adam has the the trailer for it. Uh, who slew? Whoever slew Ante Rue? Yes, I have it. Here we go. Huh. I we may we may have to to uh damn it. I heard it. I you could I heard it. Yeah. It seemed kind of low. Mm. Okay. Might be a little quiet. When does the fairy tale become a nightmare? 
When does a lullaby become an unbelievable horror? You know, there was once a little girl very like you who lived in this house. What happened to her? You've got Katie locked in the nursery, haven't you? Haven't you? You better remember, and you had better understand, that if you try anything, if you try anything, I've got her. Fearful illusion end and frightful reality begin. What terrors lay waiting in winding corridors and shadowed corners? What devil stalks the darkness? <laughs> <laughs> Whoever slew anti-rule. Whoever slew anti-rule. All right, there you go. Wow. Now, yeah, it it's a fun fun movie. Um, it's basically a a, a fairly uh, modern retelling of Hansel and Gretel. However. Uh, Auntie Rue is played by Shelley Winters. She is a rather um, deranged widow who has lost her daughter. And the opening sequence of this movie has her singing to her daughter in their nursery. And you see this beautiful little blonde girl in, in the nursery bed. They pull away, and then they pull back to the nursery bed, and it's actually a, the decayed corpse of a child. Wow. And that's how it starts out. She's she she Whoa. basically yeah she opens up her house on Christmas to local orphans until one of those orphans catches her eye and she looks like her long lost daughter and all sorts of frivolity and craziness ensue because that little girl also has a brother and those those two kids have been trying to run away from the orphanage and it's a really really cool little creepy. Uh, uh, suspense. There's a little horror in it. Um, she's also mm-hmm. being taken advantage of too. The the old crazy widow. But that's I don't want to spoil that portion of it. It's it's a it's a great movie from the from the seventies. And it's and called Christmas Who, Whoever Whoever Slew Auntie Rue. Yes. Wow, I have never heard of this movie. Uh, this is exciting. I can't wait to watch it. So I, th- I thought that fit in beautifully because it's a nice little goofy, you know, cri- yeah, it takes place, you know, about the time that the Model T's and, you know, the the, car- the motor cars were starting to replace. Like the 1920s? Yeah, it was starting to place wagons, but there were still a lot of, you know, horse and carriages and things like mm-hmm. that. So lots of mm. candles. And it's a, she has a really great house. It's a beautiful old Victorian gingerbread facade house. 
So there you get the Hansel, another, you know, throwback to Hansel and Gretel. So. Well, and Shelley Winters, you can't go wrong there. Yeah, she has a great laugh. Nice, creepy laugh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the, the, the I, I'm looking forward to that. And she did some really, you know, because she was started off as like a, a really big, like up and coming actress. And, you know, um, and, and uh, you know, to her credit, I mean, a lot of people like, you know, kind of considered her a joke, like after she, she started gaining weight and stuff like that. But she she fought her way and she kept doing you know, a good variety of roles uh, without being, you know, with starting out as kind of a glamorous actress and then moving into, you know, more diverse roles, really. Because, yeah, uh, you know, I know there there were some that were like, you know, oh, okay, she's just going to be the frumpy, you know, lady that, you know, we make fun of or whatever. But, you know, there were a lot that were, you know, she was doing some really interesting roles and she did a ton of stuff. Yeah, well, she was a big stage performer too before mm-hmm. actually the movies, yeah. wasn't she? Because she had a she had a fairly I'm, decent voice and a good good yeah. timing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is this is a this is something I this is a movie I've watched over the years, and it just recently I recently found it for sale on Amazon Prime and I had to buy it. So, mm-hmm. you no, know, one of those movies I have to have. Very cool, and she was a Democrat too. Oh, cool. So, well, of course, liberal Hollywood. <laughs> of course. Um, anything else on that, or should should we roll along to uh, my second one? Your next choice. All right, Adam. Did you get the the? Tra- I sent you a trailer uh, for for my next one as well. Where? Uh, Skype. So. Okay. Ah, yes. And I'll give you a little bit of setup before. Uh, it is one. It is. This is probably my uh, no. I'm just gonna say it. It is my favorite movie of all time. I've probably watched this movie more than any other film. It might be tied with Monty Python and the Holy Grail and Plan Nine from Outer Space for as many views. Um, but it is a Terry Gilliam film. It's called Brazil. It's from 1985, uh, starring Jonathan Price, Robert De Niro, Catherine Hellmond, Ian Holm, Bob Hoskins, Blake, Blake Bob Hoskins, yeah, Michael Palin. Sir Michael Palin, right? Didn't he just get knighted? Uh, I think or, so. Yes. Oh, I hope yeah. so. And yeah, I think uh, some uh, we just got mentioned. I think last night on Turn Up the Night or something. Uh, Joe brought it up. I think. Um, and yeah, it's uh, a really, really unique, interesting cast. And yes, it takes place during Christmas. So you got the trailer ready to go? I do. All right. Pull. Do you wake from your finest fantasy only to return to your daily nightmare? Is your mother about to look younger than you do? Does the woman of your dreams I love you. In my dreams, I love you. Still have a few doubts? Then it's time to take a stand. To break out of your dull, humdrum life and into Brazil. You're so pleased. You could make it right this way. It's a 
about rites of fantasy and the nightmare of reality. We're all in this together. Terrorist bombings. I don't think it involves anything unsavory. Hey, trust me, Jack. And late night shopping. True love. You don't trust me? Trust you? Trust you? The man who hijacks my truck, loses me my job, has every security man in town looking for me? Of course I trust you. I was only trying to help. Yeah. And creative plumbing. There's a problem. Can you fix it? No, I can't. From Terry Gilliam, director of Time Bandits, Jonathan Price. Sam, what are we going to do with him? Robert De Niro. I came into this game for the action, the excitement. Go anywhere, travel light, get in, get out, wherever there's trouble, a man alone. Catherine Hilton <laughs> and Michael Palin. We've always been close, haven't we? Yes, Jack. Well, until this all blows over, just stay away from me. Brazil, it's only a state of mind. We're all in it together, kid. Who here has seen this movie? Um, I have, but it's been a long time. After listening to that, I have to watch it again. My favorite scene involves the plumbers. No, wait, was it the plumbers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yes, it's it's the the guys from the government who are coming to, and they're in the suits. Yes, correct. uh, but basically, Robert De Niro's character, um, <laughs> George Tuttle, uh, comes to the rescue. He's basically a vigilante repairman in the movie because the gu- uh, you know this this movie it shouldn't be my favorite because it should probably be like some asshole libertarian's favorite movie because it really is about government ir- interference and bureaucracy in, in people's lives. But that part, yes. I don't look at it like I don't look at it like yeah, yeah, that's yeah, fuck that, you know, don't tread on me. I don't look at it like that. It's just a good sci-fi piece, well, you know, black comedy sci-fi. Um, but yeah, so basically, the repairmen come in and see that some some unauthorized, non-governmental uh, work has been done to bypass something to fix the uh, air conditioning in Sam's apartment. And uh, basically, uh, Tuttle reroutes the sewage into the airlines of these guys' hermetically sealed suits, and uh, their their outfits start filling up with um, uh, brown waste <laughs> until yeah. they're so and so, until they're so full of sewer that their their um, um, their suits explode. And Sam sees their suits explode and goes, shit! And and I believe Tuttle replies, exactly. <laughs> yes. So, and it, you might have heard in the trailer there, there are, you know, the, we're all in it together, you know. That that line I use in one of the, the bumper, one of the openings uh, for Turn Up the Night. So, 
Yeah, there yes. there are clips from that movie that that I I use from time to time. Adam, have you seen this? No. It's a oh, Terry Gilliam film, brother. You'll love you it. You have to watch. It's I it's want to. it's visually stunning. It's visually stunning. The model miniature work in this movie is terrific. Um, and again, to qualify this as a Christmas music, it does take place during Christmas. Um, one of the opening scenes has a nice, subtle, subdued family Christmas at the Buttle household, not the Tuttle household. This is important. But it has this nice little um, Christmas scene with family, and they're all happy and everything. And I'm not going to ruin. I'm not going to ruin that. But just remember the name. Remember the name Tuttle and Buttle. Um, and uh, and that that goes into the opening scene. And uh, but yeah, it, it it talks a lot about not just you know, um, you know, bureaucratic interference and government you know uh, government overreach. But it there's a lot in there about consumerism. And, you know, sheltering people from reality, which plays into, like, the Fox News kind of thing of today. Um, and, um, and and there are several scenes that are, uh, are, are Christmas-themed, people giving Christmas gifts and things like that. But it opens uh, one of the – again, there's, there's an opening scene followed directly by a, a, a Christmas scene. So, to me, this is a Christmas movie, and also in the spirit of – uh, like a Christmas Carol, it has kind of um, the what is, what could be, and you know, kind of aspect. But it doesn't have nearly the happy ending that a Christmas Carol does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, no. Uh, it is a masterpiece. It is an absolute masterpiece. It is Terry Gilliam's finest film. Um, and I did not know this. I'm looking on uh, Wikipedia right now. But um, the uh, a poll in 2017, a poll of 150 actors, directors, writers, and producers and critics for Time Out magazine saw uh, ranked uh, this as the 24th uh, best British film ever. Not bad. And, and I rank it as my my favorite film ever. I could watch this any day, any time of day. Um, you know. Uh, but and again, on Adam, oh the samurai scene! Oh my God, the there's a dream sequence of samurais, and then there's the creepy things with baby masks, and I mean, there's so much <laughs> in in Catherine Hellman and the plastic surgery. I mean, that's so relevant to what's going on today too, because people are mutilating themselves uh, just out of vanity. So, yes. and, uh, and 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 it has Bob Hoskins in it. So there you go. Again, one of your Bob heroes. Hoskins. The only good thing about the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, oh, John Leguizamo is pretty cool too. So, well, yeah, but I mean, the only person who actually looked like who they were supposed to was Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins was actually a good casting decision for Mario. It was. You're right. You're right. So, uh, yeah, all right, I mean, so Michelle. I, I still say that the uh, the the. The scene of them at the and the one one of the only funny scenes was the one at the uh, the police station. Mario, Mario, Luigi, Mario. <laughs> oh, and cat cat confirmed the night list. The honors list came out uh, yesterday, and uh, yes, Michael Palin did get knighted. Sarah That's Palin great. still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, she wouldn't be knighted. She'd become a dame, which is well, yeah, true, true. So and well, and, and, and even even track, the, the, the British would not. Yeah, no. I know. I know. So uh, he's still fighting with a lawn chair. Yeah, so. and losing because the lawn <laughs> chair is smarter. Yeah, drunk and fighting on the lawn. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right, Michelle, you have another movie to, to round this out for us. Yes, I do. And this this falls completely into the 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 full Christmas scene uh, because it's it's called a Christmas horror story. Oh yes. All right. Here we go. Christmas. Christmas. The most magical time of year. Now tell me we will find the perfect Christmas tree. It's Christmas. Christmas is all about forgiveness and family and tradition. Santa, lots of kids are depending on tonight going off without a hit. But in Bailey Downs this Christmas, it's different. Exactly one year ago, last Christmas Eve, the school was the scene of an unimaginable crime. You still want to go down there just for some stupid school assignment? I get to any door in the school. This is Krampus, right? What's a Krampus? He's like an anti-Santa Claus. A demon who punishes the naughty. He whips them and chains them up, stuff like that. That's fine. It's the elves. I fear they may all become infected. How did it all come to this? Down here, and there's a psychopath on all these. Bring the changeling back to the forest. That ain't your son. Did you not see what he did? The atmosphere here in Bailey Downs is truly grim this holiday season. about that it's got santa claus it's got elves it's got reindeer it's got krampus you know and <laughs> william shatner thrown in there for some good measure it is a great great horror story is this the one where uh shatner plays a dj yes yes that's yeah, awesome he plays yeah, he plays a DJ and he's talking about Christmas and how great Christmas is. And, you know, he's he's dipping into the eggnog, the heavily, you know, juiced up <laughs> eggnog as he's talking. And it basically weaves four stories together. And um, there are references. He'll make a reference to certain people and you'll see their pictures or whatever. And it just weaves the whole thing together. And, you know, you've got people in there going after Christmas trees. That's very Christmas. However, it does not turn out nicely for them. You know, <laughs> you know it's got Krampus in it. And it, it's, it's got zombie elves. Come on. Very cool. 
It's an amazing, I... amazing movie. And it was 2015, so it's fairly recent. Special effects are gorgeous. There's this one scene, all I will say is something gets cut off and it shatters on the ground, and it's beautifully animated. The, the way they did the special effect for it is stunning. So... Very cool. I, I'm excited about this. I I want to I want to put this on my uh, watch list before the season is over. Uh, yeah, do you I, know I, where I, where I, it might where it might be available right now? Um, it was on Netflix a while back. I'm not sure if it's still available there or not, but it was just recently. I saw it within like the past three weeks or so. I actually own a copy of it. Very cool. So it's 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 one of my favorite. I love anthology movies, especially when they mm-hmm. weave them together. Oh yeah, and yeah. So and this one was yeah, very well done. And the Krampus, the Krampus stuff is is great. It's a very neat way how they describe Krampus in this movie. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, um, I, I, you know, you had me at William Shatner as a DJ. Because <laughs> yes. that, that could probably produce some pretty stunning audio for uh, um, holiday-themed shows. Or, or just maybe even every everyday run-of-the-mill shows. Well, plus the character actor that plays uh, um, uh, Santa Claus in this. He's he's fairly familiar. You you you'll recognize him. I don't remember his name or anything. And then there's another character actor in this as well. It plays uh, part of the Krampus storyline, and he is a, a a favorite character actor of Miles and mine, and probably um, Sue's because he's in the Supernatural theory, uh, series. He plays Death in the Supernatural series. Oh okay. Before they okay. before they cacked him, so. <laughs> You know, speaking of Supernatural, a little off topic, but it's rumored that next year Mego is going to be doing Supernatural figures. Oh, God, if they do, you're going to have to get, like, doubles or triples. Cause I, 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 you know, if, if you can get them for uh, you me. You got it, I, sister. I want them. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Bad. we'll see where they're going to be available next year, too, because this year they were all Target exclusives. Next year they might change. I'm not sure. So we were we've, very we've actually been rewatching Supernatural over the holidays. When Miles and I yes. are on the computer and, the, and playing our games, we've been running that in the background so we can watch it, you know, just to catch up on things and remember certain episodes we really really liked. So Yeah, so Miles, you you're a Supernatural fan as well? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Enjoyed a lot. Well, uh it, it was fun, but it really got good once uh Misha Collins joined the cast. And who's that? I'm not. I'm not sure. Castiel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Castiel's great. I, I, I think he's fun, a really fun character. Susan, um, probably is going to want to do a supernatural special at some point. Um, oh please, yes. You know, since Resist Your Sisters is not coming back, in case I haven't told anybody. No, I uh, she's going to be wanting to do some other me. stuff. Yeah, I don't think it's been an, an official announcement, but yeah, there, it, it, things. Uh, you know, no, no hard feelings or anything. It just, you know, wasn't working out for scheduling and, um, and whatnot. And, you know, Heidi had a lot of things, you know, go on in her life that this past year that, you know, 
have has been rough. If anybody's friends with her on Facebook, you understand. If not, I don't need to go into detail about it. But um, but yeah, so uh, Susan's looking to branch out and do other stuff. And if you guys want to do um, a few Supernatural specials with her, she would be tickled pink. Would love to. And there's also a Supernatural role-playing game, which I have oh played. Yeah, and it's a lot yeah. of fun, too. So. You know, I got her uh, Supernatural plushies made by... Um, I got her a Castiel, a Coach Dean, a Sam, and a Crowley. Um, they're kind of like big head. They almost look like stuffed Funko Pop figures, almost, you know? Um, and I got her a, 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 a really... For not that much money, I got her the, the car... Um, oh yes, I uh, want the real like, car. <laughs> yeah, that it's car. Uh, the car is um, I think about eight inches long, something like that. Diecast metal, and it has like if you open the trunk, it has like a bunch of their tools in it and stuff. Oh, I mean, nice. it's it, it it it's all cast into plastic and it's gray. But you know, if if you really wanted to do a sweet that that would be a, something to mail you to do a custom job on. To oh, paint yeah. all the little, to paint all the little weapons in the trunk, um, but uh, but yeah, and I got her uh, two figurines that are kind of in the scale of the car, of you know they're they're non posable, but you know they're like little little maquette type things of Sam and Dean, um, you know, in little action poses. So uh, we're we're uh, we're figuring out where we're gonna do all this stuff. I'm we're thinking that <laughs> when we redo the sun porch. Uh, this year, hopefully, fingers crossed that it happens this year, that we're going to turn that into the collection room and we we go 50-50 on displaying all of our different stuff. So uh, that could be fun. Or oh, we'll just finish nice. the damn attic and p- finish the damn attic and put an a- AC and be done with it. So, um, but yeah, I'm sorry. I, well, we're, we're running long, but no, great picks for your movies, Michelle. And Adam, you, you got to watch Brazil. Cool Watch yes. Brazil. It's perfect for a jaded individual around the holidays like you. So <laughs> it's an all hope is lost kind of thing. You'll love it. You would like it. Yeah, you would really like it. I think it's it's, it's got it's got a really nice bizarre uh, super weirdo funk to it, which is really cool. Okay. Oh, don't sound okay. so thrilled. I twitch. We love you, Adam. Come on. I, was, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings or anything. I was just kidding. <clears throat> anything else? Um, um, as, as I, I do have a question for you, Adam, real quick. Uh-huh. Um, was Christmas as bad as you thought it was going to be, or was it okay? I slept most of the day. Did you get... Um, give or get any thoughtful fun gifts i gave stuff i didn't get anything as usual well and of course he didn't like them so wow that's cold um don't worry about it you'll you'll get something maybe Well, you oh, always I got, have your. I did get my yeah, nephew. You always have. Okay. I, I got my nephew books. Yes. 
That's right. Well, uh, anyway, no, no. I, I, I think you'll like Brazil. Uh, I was just, I was having fun. And I apologize. I didn't mean to, mean to be mean. It's fine. Just remember, think back on your birthday slash Christmas gift that we got you. There are people out there that like you. And we're happy you're we're happy you are our friend, Adam. I will thank and you. And if you if you haven't gotten a chance to delve back into Kingdom Come and the Mr. Show uh DVDs, I got you. Yes. Okay. I'm awake. I'm awake. Uh I should be going to sleep. <laughs> I only slept until five o'clock. Uh, any, any parting shots, Miles? Um, I'm good. Uh, Michelle, Happy New Year. Be oh, safe. You said you were gone. Don't. <laughs> You're welcome. Because I feel guilty for talking over you. No, no, don't do that. Okay, Michelle. Uh, my parting th- shot is look forward to more of these fun movie segments. I think the next one Kenny and I are going to do are New Year's Eve type movies. Or at least movies that have, you know, like a, a new beginning. Correct, Wait, Kenny? Are, are we talking yes. horror movies yes. or just movies in general? Movies in general. Uh, yeah, if anybody right? else wants to get in on the action, we can expand it to, to a full hour places. long. You have to do training places. Well, there you go. There's a teaser for you, everybody. There's one for so, you, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, I, uh, I, yeah was thinking, I was thinking Night of the Comet for myself. Yeah. I already have one picked <laughs> out right now. I got okay. one picked out. Oh, I got a good one. Night of the Comet is great. Excellent yes. pick. But I got a New Beginnings one. So I'm excited about that. Um, yeah. So, Miles, and... you got homework. Yeah, so every, each one of us will pick two. Yep. And we'll two do two in the first. New Year's new themed be- or New Beginnings. Right. <laughs> See, we got Adam to laugh. Yay! Look, look, we roped them in. We roped yes. them in. Oh, I'm, I've got an evil idea. Right. Oh, that's my. That's my parting shot. Yep, I'm done. You I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, you guys kind of talked at the same time. I got confused. It's okay. Um, my parting shot is. Um. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll see you in 2019 on Turn Up the Night next Tuesday. Most definitely. All right. Uh, my parting shot, rest in peace, Eddie the Otter. I still can't. I should not have looked at that video. You should not have done that. I should. I. <laughs> uh, have a nice. Have a nice week, everyone. Time for go to bed. Alright, it is late. Shall we retire? Goodbye, my friends. Goodbye to you all. I'll never forget you. Live in peace. Goodbye, all. Stay happy and good luck. On our way to great adventures. Get out of here. Gotcha.
fucking worm. Push the button, Frank. Catch you next time, Gadget. Next time. Listeners, thank you for your attendance.